every one of our kids has done this when they teeth. Because they mm-hmm. just like they spike a fever and they get weird poops and then they get ornery for a day or two and then they're fine. Yeah, that sounds like teething. That sounds mm-hmm. like me when I go drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, you know, when I'm popping teeth, going I'm in the opening to do it. Taco Bell run. <laughs> yeah, right. So. <laughs> day or two later, everything's fine. All right. Wee hours in the morning. All right. Just, yeah. Speaking of which, is probably the wee hours in the morning for Paul. So let's uh, let's get this rolling. Uh, All right. Welcome to uh, another episode of episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. All right. Welcome to another episode of. Yeah, right. I <laughs> want to try that one again. I, I went, into, went into like a weird cycle all of a sudden. All right. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. I almost said episode again. Shit. Anytime. All right. Ready. This is the yep. best opening ever. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> this is this will keep just keep all of this in here, Pat. It'll be great. Uh, it's like everyone the first will love all over again. Jesus. Everyone. Well, I'm like you just said. I'm like still waking up, and we just did this, so I didn't think I have to do it again anytime soon. Rick, just pretend it's us. No one's listening to this shit. Okay. Right. Oh, ouch! Nobody is listening to this shit. Right. All right. Ready? Ready yeah. to go. <laughs> Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm Rick. Uh, With us tonight. Say hi, Pat. Hello. Say hi, Jeff. Oh, hi, Jeff. Uh, wait, did we lose him already? <laughs> did you forget who you were? No, I forgot I pushed into the microphone. Uh, <laughs> uh, say hi, Dale. Hey, Dale. And then a uh, special guest tonight, uh, last but not least, say hi, Paul. Aloha, everybody, and I'm flattered to be special for you. Oh, you're special. Always special. <laughs> uh <laughs> so welcome to episode 54 we're gonna go we're gonna do a couple things a little differently tonight paul has a lot of things that he wants to talk about that i think are they're pretty cool we've i we've we've seen we've some things talking and, about this for a while and i think paul's yeah. gonna give us the the full monty here he better oh man and it um, better not be here's the website <laughs> link that we're gonna update in a couple of weeks because that's yeah, yeah let's let's not do that to us Ooh. um <laughs> we might get to the six hour limit if i'm just speaking then uh, well, well, we'll ask some questions along the way. We'll try and help. <laughs> we'll try and help, derail help and pry some path. secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But we're going to start with hobby because that's where we always start. Uh, Pat said he had something, so I'm going to ask Pat first. Uh, I put my Marines away. Oh, well, that's very hobby of you. <laughs> and I did, actually, uh, I, I did, I did start the motor pool up. So I've got, uh, I've got two three quarter ton Dodges. I uh, got the, M4105 Sherman, um, and a couple of M24 rockets. Thanks again, Duty Cat. They're all, uh, primed and have base coat on and ready to start painting. Wait, did you say a couple? Well, yeah, so I. It is a motor pool. It is a motor pool. I mean, two rocket launchers, though? Yeah. Mm. You can run dual platoon at Bug Eater. Why have one when you can take two? For twice the price, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so. I saw that movie too. I got several (laughs) versions of the, of the print. From Dewey Cat and uh, like gotcha. the, the second or third one, I did a print on, and then he started going, "Oh wait, here I fixed this. Oh wait, here I fixed this." And then then I printed his third or fourth final final one. So I ended up with sure. 
So are you telling me you're going to have four of them? No. Because well, you could well, do that too. If I did an armor platoon, I could run five. No, no. You, well, you just run two big ones, you two run two truck ones, and then you run two on the ground ones. No, so you have but if you two do land a, mattresses and two rocket launchers. If you do a tank platoon like we talked about last episode, you mm-hmm. do, you do the uh, the three don't, gun stewards and two rocket trucks. Don't give Dale any ideas. Mm. You're gonna find he's gonna find six gases and fourteen katushas in a list no, somehow. No, 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 no. I'm combined arms. You know, <laughs> one trick ponies only ever win one out of every two games. Well, that's not really a one trick pony when you have like ten of them. A one that's, out of two games, that'd be like a winning record for Rick. That's like 200 trick pony. You got 10, 10 gases on the table. All right. Anyway. Shudder. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if, if, if it's important to win and you want to play on easy mode, then that's okay. That's fine. Uh, Russia what? You might find a little bit more enjoyable oh, yeah. uh, enjoyment in normal mode or hard mode or survival mode. You know, where you're really challenging. Survival yourself. mode. That's that's playing Norwegians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> survival plus. Yeah, right. Suicidal. Right. That's past survival. It's suicidal. <laughs> it is a bit of a what I've said this before that you gotta be kind of a like self depreciating, not depreciating, deprecating. Like I don't know, that's not no no not defecating either. A bit of a sadomasticus. Uh, masticus. that's the word I was looking for. Uh, to play Norwegians. Or you could be expecting that to win for sure. Um, anyway, all right. So that was something Pat did. Uh, Dale, have you worked anything since like a week ago? Since like yeah. when we were last recorded? I ordered um, I ordered some new heads for uh, 40K Army that I'm working on. <laughs> Damn it. Um, okay. But There's some sweet heads, though. I saw those yeah, heads. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. So, um, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and that's about it. So, I mean, it's not been that long. So, all right, yeah. Jeff. Uh, so, Jeff's painted an entire army since then. I'm sure. Not yeah, the entire no. army. Most of it. <laughs> Part of it. You know. Uh, okay. Italian still. I'm gonna get those. The, I'm trying that. A while back, I said I was gonna I'd make an attempt to spend a lot of time on each miniature, and this is the army I'm gonna try it with. Um, it's really frustrating to me to paint this slow. So, <laughs> I'm sort of struggling with that right now, but I'm working on it. Keep going. Keep doing it. Yep. I'm trying to think you, of what, what you could do to kind of like change it up. it up. I mean, it's if you have to like, okay, I have to slow down. I don't think that's really, that's not going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Maybe, maybe find to have a, a lot of um, detail on it. So you have to slow down. I love the idea mm-hmm. of doing single models at a time. I'm jealous. <laughs> are, I, I mean, are you doing it single model at a time, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, normally, I paint every army I've ever done assembly line, you know, so like you get mm-hmm. 10 at a time, yeah, right. one color. And I'm doing each guy individually this time, and it's Oof. not my bag. But I'm trying it because that, I said I would. That breaks my heart. Yeah. That. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got, realistically, <laughs> I think I've got, what five or six painted armies already so it's kind of like all right mm-hmm. let's take our time on one and see what we can do but it's definitely not my right. style but you got to do new things to grow you can um you can still batch paint but you just just do more layers more blending on each each go around yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
Nah. <laughs> not, not if the brain doesn't want to do that. Right? Right. Well, you're used to batch painting, so that wouldn't be that significant of a change for you. Um, yeah, maybe the maybe you know, I think maybe deals onto something. Maybe you don't stop batch painting, but maybe instead of three steps or whatever it is, I don't know how many steps you normally do. Five steps, you make it eight steps, or or actually um, choose an army that lends itself to painting individual miniatures like partisans, because each one would be different or unique yeah. in the way oh. that. They're painted. Yeah. Or drop some of Jamie's partisans, his um, Warsaw partisans. They're yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Those, are those the new ones? Those are fantastic looking. Yeah. You know, that way I, each, each model is its own and you can find different things to do with it. Otherwise, you might fall into a trap of painting the same guy 20 times. Oh, again yeah. and again and again and again and again. Just about yeah, impossible with Jamie's models, to be honest. So. I would go that way. Get some of Jamie's models. They're beautiful. Maybe, maybe, uh, I, I know I've been seeing people doing, uh, recent, like, bolt action challenges. Um, not to mention <laughs> I'm, other I'm podcasts. saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're doing one too. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, doing something like that would be interesting if we all, if we all got partisan armies and had to paint them. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll call. give that a shot because I've noticed over this entire, uh, Staying at home break here. The things I've had the most fun painting is I, I often order individual miniatures from like North Star when they have those individual cool ones come out. And I love painting those individual guys. So maybe I'll try that approach. It's, it's probably a little more daunting when you see another, you know, 50 dudes sitting, sitting behind that one though. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, it definitely I mean, is. I don't know how many, how many are in your list, uh, Rick, that you have to paint? Yeah, which list? The Romanians? Yeah. Uh, there's 80 boot, boot stompers there. And then there's, you know, I don't know, probably four or five other pieces to go with it. Five other pieces to go with it. But 80 dudes, that sounds like fun, right? I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Thankfully, in that case, like, kind of like what Jeff was saying, though, that they're all in winter, they're in their winter wardrobes. And I've got a mix of some German stuff, some Soviet stuff, kind of like blending that where, you know, where, where the Soviet just basically took back Romania. So, um, thankfully I'll have some variants to some degree. Uh, who knows if it'll look good or if it'll make sense to anyone. I mean, why is a German guy fighting with the Russian guy? Like, don't worry about it. They're but, all fine. They, they've gotten yeah. over it. They, right. They, yeah. Made up. Well, and the funny thing is, is I was, I was talking to one of our other, well, somebody else that plays bolt action in the Twin Cities area. And he was talking about how there, like I can't corroborate this because I can't find any information about this. So if anyone has this information, I would love to hear from them that listens to us of all five people of you. Um, he, he was talking about how the Romanians had to wear um, armbands because they didn't want to get shot by whatever side they were fighting for. So they actually like switched armbands after the Soviets took, took them under their, under their control. So it was like, I haven't found that information anywhere. So it's a little bit frustrating. That sounds familiar. I think I've heard that somewhere, but I I couldn't cite a source for you. Yeah, that's and that's and that's what I'm trying to find is like I like I've heard it. I've been told it multiple times now, but I just can't find any source. It tells you even what color it was or anything like that because I'm like that'd be nice to know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, interesting little piece of info. Oh, Polish Lancers. I'm looking at the website right now. It's like oh, look, Polish Lancers. Shopping while we're podcasting. That's new. Huh, imagine that. Well, Do you have Easy Army open too? 
Uh, I do not. I actually just closed everything down because I was afraid that because I'm using Discord for this that it would blow up or something. It probably still will. <laughs> I don't have no idea. Um, so have we asked Jeff? Yes, uh, Dale. Uh, I haven't done anything. How about you, Paul? Have you been working on anything? What are you working <laughs> on these days? Should I follow you on the internet? <laughs> you could follow me on the internet. I'm still banging away at some Eighth Army very slowly because I've got a lot of stuff, other stuff on at the moment, some of which you'll get out of me tonight. I saw um, you uh, put a tutorial or, of some, or a video of some kind of painting Eighth Army up. Yeah, I just Ooh. put one up on, I posted one to Warlord and the guys have put it up. So I'm going to help them out with a few videos. But I'm no fantastic painter, but for people that want to get tabletop standard on the table, it's another version method of doing it. So hopefully yeah, we shared, some people... We shared that on our Facebook page for you too, so... Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Warlord, great and mighty, will be forever appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> Anything so, bolt yeah. action related that looks moderately interesting, we go ahead and share. We don't, we don't care. We're not okay, discriminatory. Well, seeing right? as that's the first thing of mine you shared, should I be in a huff? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the first thing you shared, is it? Oh. I don't think so. That probably tells you I, how much I look at you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I'm going to shut up and not podcast, dig a hole any okay. deeper. <laughs> I'm like, I swear I've seen stuff from you on our website before, but I don't know. That's that's saying something because for like the first like you know forty five episodes we probably didn't even use Facebook for anything so um, we're kind of ludites when it comes to this stuff so yeah uh, what else post pictures of Jeff stuff and that's about it <laughs> yeah, there's some lovely stuff out there so I wouldn't be surprised if people didn't spend too much time on mine so I've got the Eighth Army done what else am I up to model wise well obviously seeing as you mentioned it we've got the um, Bolt action boot camp going on with three of my compatriots from the God's own country, Scotland. Yeah, I'm trying to figure yeah. out what that's supposed to be. You sent me an invite well, to it, and I'm the, like, "What? What is this?" The tale of four. <laughs> it's the tale of four gamers all over again. Is what I what is, I've seen. <laughs> but we're we're not allowed to use that name. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and I think that's that's probably been taken. Before and somebody will probably tell you to stop. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a cease and desist. But anyway, um, so yeah, the four of us we're just gonna. It's the usual, building an army start to finish. Um, we're going to run it over quite a few months, and all people be, see uh, it popping up on Facebook and odds and things. It's just cool. a bit of fun between guys, <clears throat> and I'm going to approach it um, sort of from a new player's point of view, even though I'm not a new player, but try and give people who are just joining a bit of an insight, and the other guys will attack it from their own approach. And then eventually, we hope to all get together and have a big Stay out in Nottingham and beat each other to a pulp. So as uh, as your twenty twenty two your new player approach, how many yeah. MMG teams have you picked up in your starter box? I, well, I'm not doing it with the starter box, and I haven't actually decided what army. Oh, well, by the time this goes, every out, new player starts with the starter box. See, I think you need to start with Band of Brothers. I think you. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, that's I mean, where is the gateway? Where, like, where are people going to well, start? They, where, they, where's the poll sit at right now? I saw there was one posted. What's it, what's what's leading? Um. Oh yeah. The Norwegians. Boat. There was Norwegians, Italians, <laughs> pirates, <and> pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and the Spartans oh, okay. haven't got any votes yet. So if you fancy the Spartans, go and have a vote for them. Um, <laughs> are you so, playing yeah, zero so zero the other one, three, What was that? 
Are we playing heroes or uh, warlords of? <laughs> I can't even say the word. Everyone. Nowhere. <laughs> exactly. Nowhere backwards. We could be. Uh, the rules are very similar, actually. Funnily enough, I've been working on oh. doing something with that, and it's like, oh, I know these rules. <laughs> Why did nobody tell me it's the same game? It's not quite the same, but oh, wow. it's it is three-way tie: Norwegians, Italians, and pirates. Oh, come on, pirates! Does that mean partisans? <clears throat> I'm trying. If to find... I, it was me having a bit of fun, because okay. I think, okay. as I said earlier on, this isn't necessarily going to be the choice that I actually made. Got it. Okay. So However, okay. it may be. So, if you've got a favorite, go in and vote. I think there's every nation under the sun and a few less serious nations. But this is—I don't know if you guys had it. Um, this is the the UK and European equivalent of the Boaty McBoat face when the Pirates win. <laughs> well, they named the sub after it, didn't they? No, there was, um, I think it was a, a survey ship of some sort, and they yeah, decided okay. the public would would name it, and of course somebody did um, suggested Boaty McBoatface as the name of the ship, and it won the poll, but they decided they, that they wouldn't I, name it that in the end. <laughs> I, I think they named I think they named one of their skips or something. Yeah, like right. they named one of their other ships. Boaty McBoatface finally they did get it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're like fine. Fine, we'll name something Boaty McBoatface. It's like it's <laughs> the latrine, but who cares? <laughs> it's it's a big warning to all those who put polls out there. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah the internet's <laughs> a cruel, cruel world. Like they're gonna they're With gonna the make you play Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. <laughs> that's that's the best part. So we're working on that um, boot camp, which is going to be quite good fun. Um, we're working on early war. Yeah. Which I think the, I'm trying to do a historical bend to it. So once I've decided my army, I need to go. Because for me, it's usually I like a unit or an army or an action or a, some sort of a hero that sparks my interest. So once I've okay. decided the army I'm doing, I've got to do a bit of research to find something that lights my candle that I can run with. So. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'm going to be doing some victory at seas shortly. And I've got a half-painted Blood Red Skies starter pack, which I need to finish off. But I do love, although it's nothing I've done, I do like the Airfix thing that got released this week. And that isn't a plug, although it is a plug. I just like the idea of playing Blood blood Red Skies in 172nd scale. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say, that's what John calls the Big Red Skies or whatever. Big Red Skies. I just love the idea. For about a year and a half, I've wanted to do some 172 scale planes just because I love the detail and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I was like, oh, this is just perfect for me. So I'm sure that's guys at Lead Pursuit are looking forward to that too. Yeah. And those are bigger than, right? Yeah, they're 172 yeah. instead of yeah. one instead of 200. They're, um, is it, okay, they're I couldn't remember the scale. Of, okay, that's yeah. that's. Do you play it on a bigger board? I don't think you do. Actually, <laughs> I haven't actually looked into the details. I just saw it up. Uh, it's I, I'm hoping you have fewer models. Times. I think well, yeah, there's one or two well. rule changes in the Airfix version. Um, okay. And I know what they've done is they've in each of the languages that they're doing it, and it's a separate leaflet. So I don't know if you remember when you get the Airfix instructions or play, they often come in different languages on the same sheet. Sure. sure. Well, they're doing a rules pack in each kit of this oh. um, Big Red Skies, and each of the lang each of the languages is done on a separate sheet, so you're not having to hunt through each 
for your language. So right. that's quite cool. Is that, that is cool. printed at something you can reasonably read, or do you need to put your cheaters on to figure it out? <laughs> Depends no, on how old not. you are, Pat. <laughs> it's got you there. A young lad <laughs> like him, he'd be able to read it no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen him put on his cheaters. I don't have to do it to read a menu yet. yet, so I'm still holding on to that. Oh, I, that's the only time I put them on because I want to make sure they, you know, spit in my food. So yes, yeah, okay. My that's cheaters are 1.0. That's oh, not exactly right. huge. That's because you only go places where you can remember what the menu was. Yeah, yeah right. You can't yeah. get us. Yeah, that's why I go to Taco Bell. McNuggets. Yep. <laughs> Except the problem is the one thing I ordered at Taco Bell, they don't carry anymore. It's like, <laughs> so beef Mexi melt. And you used to be able to order off the menu. Like they, you drive up and you can ask for it. God, this is stupid, but this is a tangent for you, Pat. And Thanks. We're the last time I went there, the last time I went there, they're like, we don't make that, sir. They're like a bunch of kids and they're like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this hasn't been on the menu <laughs> since like the nineties, but can you make a Mexi melt? I'm like, it's cheese, meat and tomatoes. Let's get this figured out, guys. This isn't that hard. And they're like, no, sorry, can't make it. I'm like, all right, I give up. I'm not eating here anymore. <laughs> so I went on a Taco Bell diet. There you go. Ah. So yeah, that's which, what I'm up to with um, hobbying now that we die. I managed to get us all to digress nicely to make up for yeah, my lack of, of progress. <laughs> um, you've got more progress than me since the last time we spoke anyway. Well, <laughs> last time we did a podcast, I guess. I've been working on Romanians for a while now. Okay. Well, you've got you've got excuses, though. Uh, to be fair, so the one of the, the reason why we brought you on uh, is the North American. What are we? What is this called? The North American competitive play, competitive organized play packet, standard. organized, organized well, play. There's World Games supported play. And okay, we're organizing all sorts, but we've got the North American tournaments circuit as part of that. Okay, yeah. which will be somewhat curtailed and last minute alterations I've got a feeling with things coming up in the next year or so but we'll see how it all goes yeah I mean the world is kind of in a messy spot to start doing it organized is. play but um, it's still a thing you can still yeah, do it, it it's quite a good environment I guess if you can put it like that for us to run a kind of test bed of this and sure. not that there will be any places that we'll want to change it but should there be it gives us the opportunity to do that without um making more of a mess than the season will already be. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, the first thing I've noticed is that the, the, you guys are creating a website for this, which I think is cool to have like a separate spot for this. Uh, the, the nice little letter from John Stollard is really nice. Uh, I, I think it's on there already. Uh, I don't know. Was it? Cause I, I mean, I, it was on, this is a repurposed website, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be. <clears throat> so the website is play um, dot warlord games. No, play at warlordgames dot com. I think. Play dot warlordgames dot com. There we go. Yes, you right. guys got it right. And that is actually a site that was set up probably about a year ago, before things in the world changed, and we were going to go ahead with this at this stage. The world did its stuff, and so that website got pretty much forgotten about. If you go on there, there's a lot of, well, there's a little bit of old information, and it hasn't really been developed, 
And now we're going to develop that website to be the a community website. And one of the things you'll be able to get there is the information about uh, Warlord Games supported play. Cool. So, uh, what can we what can we know about this? So, there's uh, what I'm I'm just reading through the agenda here. So, from what I remember hearing from this, there are there are different ways of doing this, and I think that that's something that we'd be curious to know about. So, I'm seeing like a bronze, silver, gold mm-hmm. organized play standards. Are those are those like uh, size of the events, or are those like the way that people are playing them? What is what does that mean for them? It's probably a little bit of both. So we've come out with four standards of events that we'll support. And really the most important and probably the biggest is going to be the organized standard. And that sort of covers everything really that isn't, you know, um, hard tournament based. The bronze, the silver and the gold is like the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, the bottom of the iceberg is the most important bit. Okay. Well, so, yeah, that's the one that sinks the ship. So that's the one that sinks the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that analogy, but fair deal. <laughs> so if maybe um, we should find a different one. Then. <laughs> so effectively, what what are what are the high level differences between the four standards? Okay, well, all the standards will have various support. Basically, your bronze and your silver standard are tournament standard and they are roughly divided into the size of the tournaments the gold standard is at the top and that's we're for people that want to have a gold standard tournament they're going to be things we expect like regional competitions national competitions international competitions and if you want warlord um, games support for those we're going to give you some guidelines to stick to for those. It's really to try and standardize some things and bring a bit of organization to the top end of the tournament scene. Okay, so okay. so bronze and silver yeah. um, are effect- – so effectively, um, almost every tournament or organized tournament that a club or a store – or a convention yeah. can put on for players um, that want to come is going to be supported in some fashion by Warlord Games, right? We will certainly have that support there for them to um, ask us for. You know, okay. some some players won't want to take Warlord support, and that's fine. There's no problem with that. We're not trying to tell you how to run events. But mm-hmm. for those that do, and quite a lot do, one of the things people said is it would be really good if you could give us an official stamp you know, so people know that we are supported, you know, recognized by Warlord Games. And that's effectively what we've done by these little logos. If you want to use them on your um, players' packs or, you know, your notices that are going out on Facebook or whatever, you can do. And, you know, if people want are happier knowing that Warlord is supporting it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, was I so- not supposed to be using that before this? <laughs> it's um it sounds like starting with the gold level is when is when there's going to be um a level of expectation in regards to um what's expected um by warlord um but I think that's the idea behind that is simply that you're looking for some consistency across across all of the tournaments at that level so that the players can go from gold tournament to gold tournament to gold tournament and kind of have a, a relative idea of what to expect. 
Exactly. No it's a wee go. bit more standard because that's one of the things that comes up when we're going through the community is I went to that tournament and it was totally different to the one we did at that one. And there's pros and cons with either. Um, but if you, if you want to be invited to the GT in future, it'll be invitation through a gold standard tournament. And when you get to the GT, you'll know what to expect because the GT certainly could do with a little bit of tightening up, as we've seen in previous years. And we're focused and determined to do that, to bring, okay. you know, a premier event. So then, so bronze, silver, gold, and then the GT would be the organized above that? <clears throat> no, organized no. is everything below that. Yeah, so that's all you guys that are having, you know, you've got 10 guys around and you're going to do a D-Day themed event. Mm-hmm. Where it's not so important, really, who's going to win, or oh, we've so, got, a, or we've got a store that's running um, an event that's maybe focused on new players, and they want Warlord support. But obviously, it's not going to be your top eight um, guys thrashing it out. You're there for a bit of fun. We're happy mm-hmm. to support that. In fact, that's really what we want. My understanding from having listened to John's Warlord Wednesday, I know you listened to this too, Paul. As he gave an example of that, like a bronze level was a, had minimum requirements, like. 700 points and three games to be a bronze level event. And the organizers could decide whatever the makeup for the, for the army composition would be, whether they were allowing theater selectors, if they're letting special characters in. And that was true of the silver level, but it was a higher points level. And then the gold was, you know what, these are the GTs. These you're, you're earning your way into. And they're at this point only allowing the armies of books and the individual lists. Sure. Like the Australia, the Chinese, um, what's the the other one they always bring in? I don't know. Well, hopefully they also add the uh, the Canadians <laughs> from the DDTD book coming in. It seems yeah. like there was always three that were didn't have their own book that they always allowed into tournaments. And Australia mm-hmm. and China for sure. Late War French, for example, might be one. Yeah, uh, free French. Yeah, I'm just thinking WTC. We allowed um, um, Chinese. Uh, yeah, Chinese and Australians, didn't we? Yeah, I only ever remember two in most cases, but yeah. So basically, anyway, it sounds but like yes, you're you're basically right. The fine details I'll probably forget, but this is these the documents that have these details are going to be on the PlayWarlordGames.com site that we were just talking about. That's going to be the community site, so you'll be able to get all those details there once that site is up and working as it should be. Sweet. Um, so, are the are the alleged uh, bronze, silver, and gold order dice going to be part of this thing at all? <laughs> it may be. I couldn't possibly be <laughs> be swayed at the moment. There's um, fun and games going on, as you know. Uh, Warlord are changing okay. premises at the I, moment. I, I do not. I don't. I, oh well. I don't. In that case, I have just leaked a bit of information. John would be <laughs> proud of me. <laughs> so moving premises to so everybody. I, I don't know if people, the existing Warlord um, is, is, it's a big building and there's lots of people use it. And as Warlord has grown, we've taken offices in this building over the place. Sure. Is, you know, a rough idea. So it's quite, it can, you know, pickers have to go from a room to a room and all this kind of stuff. So we're moving to a large facility where everything's going to be in the one place which should allow us once we're moved to be quicker, more efficient, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're in the midst of doing that move now. We're doing it in phases. Uh, so it depends which phase is moving as to where you kind of find them. 
can be fun and games mm-hmm. at times, as you would expect. Sure. Not, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that sounds wow, like man, not bad. And, right. Hey. Well, I mean, it's relevant to the fact that they're you know they they have an office space and they're trying to move to that. Although it probably is a great time to do that too, from a standpoint of like not as many people maybe in the office yeah. and stuff so like that. So pros yeah. and cons with everything and having to make sure that all the regulations and and the information will be available there so that people can find out the fine details of it. Those documents are, are going to be lived. Uh, Fabulous. Very which nice. Means, but should there be things that we wish to change, we can change them, and we can change them Got fairly quickly. Suggestions for if you. it needs no, to be mate. so. <laughs> and you're gonna like it. And, it, and, and Warlord will and be very grateful for your. All have we could we could add to that. Is, I'm sure absolutely, and it's all about building the community. And as a as a like, which is maybe over egging the the pudding a little bit. We're hoping to get a little bit more organization and a little bit more structure for people whilst being, for people that don't want that, they can go, go and do their own. I mean, camp. I think it's the ideal situation, right? I think uh, I think it's important that you guys are doing this in a sense that, because I do think in, in have that extra element of, you know, historical stuff that someone may want to, you know, put, inject in there and that, that can really rub down. That's one that's not meant to be today. Yeah, so well, I think it's you cool. know, be, make sure you behave because <laughs> we're watching you. Yeah, and this is kicking not... people out. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't expect to ever have to use it, but it's something that the uh, World Team Championships yeah. have been kind enough to allow us to use, and it's just the same, more or less the same organizational chart, which, again, brings a bit of standardization the world team championships have already done that work. And again, Don't be it's a, a living document. bag and you can keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the old, uh, don't be a dick, is it? Yes. Yeah. Kind yeah. of rule. I mean, but the... we've kind of embellished it a little bit. <laughs> sure. Uh, nothing like embellishing. Uh, never mind. <laughs> exactly. uh... <laughs> you can't polish a turd. I think is what you're looking for. <laughs> no, sure. Um, no, I, I mean, but those are all important things. If you're going to have like a standardized, organized play, is that you do address those issues. And I think that's good to have in there. As a tournament organizer, that's, you know, I hate to have to be able to do this, but it's like or have to kick someone out of a tournament. I don't know that we would ever have to in our tournament situation, but it's it's hey, it's here. Here's how we're handling it. Don't be a douche. Like let's move on. And it, oh, you're and still being a that, douche. Then it's time to yeah. leave. And when those situations happen, as they do from time to time, it's not very often, at least there's now a system in place that they'll be handled consistently. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, and that's what I, we're looking for is a bit of consistency, just a little bit of organization, you know, or structure is a better word, a little bit of structure, but we're not trying to force anybody to do anything they didn't want to do. One of the things, I've seen a couple of messages going about that we're going to go down the routes so if you only play with warlord models like certain other systems yeah. that is not the case and certainly happen over my dead body for what it's worth but you're I'm just going to sure. require that they use the warlord rule book right i think they'll require <laughs> that perhaps <laughs> i'm what do you mean i'm Almost. playing flames of war today hey some folk have some folk have tried mate i'll believe <laughs> oh dude yeah i'm sure that that's not an outrageous the idea the amount but... of version one rule books we see is amazing Oh, good call, actually. They look so similar, too. They would be hard to spot yeah. them right away. 
So yeah, it's it's funny when you get keep getting called across for things. You think my keep you go, what rule book are you using, mate? He's got version one, and you're like, ah man, that's one. <laughs> Come over here with me. We have a store where you can buy. <laughs> by the way, if you were unaware, there's a new version of the rules. Oh, that would make so much sense if you were playing version one when everyone else is playing two. It, it, well, it, it does. Everyone's believe you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Same. There's a newer. <laughs> there's a newer version of the rules. I wouldn't call it new. It's been five years, so. Well, if you've got a version one rule book, I mean, to be fair, if, you, if you're if you playing version one, it's still a new book then. I, it's like a kid in a Newer. candy store at that point. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's been five years, but. Oh, it's not been five years. It's been two and a half. It's been that 54 one. podcast episodes. Right, essentially. I since... think it's been more than three yeah, years. Yeah, it, in any, yeah. If if you have a first edition book, get your second edition book because it should still be valid for, for long enough to be worthwhile. So. <laughs> exactly. Right? And you, you can buy a PDF if you really feel, you know, frisky and it's cheaper that way. And you get it right away. Ironically, no I have my version one rule book in my hand right now. Why? Cause I was looking up something a while back for something and comparing them between the two versions. Just cause I do weird shit like that, Rick. I look up rules for fun. Come on. So Paul, you know, old, bo- old books. Wow. Okay. Just to follow up, I'm 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 going through the web- website still, and it does say season one tournament. Um, yeah, that's, that's old stuff. Yeah, that's old. It's stuff. old stuff. Although it does we say we it starts we, April. We, yeah, we never got to the Blitzkrieg. So the packs that are going out to stores and support for tournaments at the moment will have those Blitzkrieg medals, and we are calling season one when we eventually get this tournament. We are going to call it Blitz Blitzkrieg again. So we're making use of those medals. Um, okay. But as we go ahead, we'll probably therefore name the various seasons different things. All right. So um, once this gets rolling, yeah. Um, and you know. COVID notwithstanding, of course. Yeah. Do we do we envision uh, a season lasting for a year or what's the plan? Do we, you know, is it is it a six-month season or or what's the plan? We're starting off in North America at the moment. So the season is going to last um, national, end of national to end of national, which okay. is at the moment still going to be Adepticon for the foreseeable future, as far as I can tell. All right. The, we've got... Um, I don't know if people will know, I don't know you've mentioned it before. We have 10 regions in North America, two in Canada and eight in the United States. Um, and the plan is that each one of those regions, or I think sectors is what we're calling them, each one of those sectors will have a regional competition where you get automatic entry to the nationals and then it will cul- culminate in the nationals at Adepticon. All right. Cool. So, so season so one is regions, going to be fairly short yeah. unless Adepticon gets moved because at the moment I don't think Adepticon has been scheduled for next year yet, which is normally March. As I say, I don't see it not being in the same time frame because that's yeah. Yeah. moving. It, moving it's a bad idea. Yeah. It, I wonder. So I, from what I understand, is that they typically look at the spring break schedule and try yeah. and hit that whatever. Forever makes yeah, the most sense. sense. So, yeah. Longer like, than a year. Because so, I imagine, I mean, I hope we do get Adepticon safely next year, but it'll probably be the year after I envisage that Adepticon will happen again. So, from the North American standpoint, that year, everything's geared towards getting to nationals. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and nationals obviously will be a gold standard event. Um, 
I know the website isn't completely done right now, so <laughs> I'm not going to yes. critique it too much. But there's some cool. I love I love the like the live action video in here. It's really nice to like. Yeah. Like a very modernized website. When this is all said and done, it's going to look great. Like I'm I'm super it, excited to see where it goes. It is. It looks really nice. It's a little bit clunky. Um, we do have other things on, and I'll probably drop those in. Shall I get drop a wee drop now? Why not? So we're looking to make use of Easy Army as part of this. Oh, fabulous. And we've been, we are currently in talks and Easy Army is going to be fixed. Fabulous. That's that's a huge Tournament organizers can use and accept lists from Easy Army and be confident that those lists are correct or if they send us a correction, it will be corrected quickly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Uh, so I'm, I presume some of that will be conversation between you and I, I'm, I'm spacing the guy's name because there's a single individual that runs Easy Army. Uh, yeah. Very thankful for his, his support of such an awesome yep. game. Yeah. Greg, Greg's been brilliant. And Greg, that's um, it. he did it. He started off doing it with very little support and it is a fantastic tool. Unfortunately, for the top end tournament scene, he can't use his lists because it makes checking such a, a yeah, difficulty. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's but we a are lot talking with Greg, and that is going to be fixed. And he, Beautiful. Greg's very keen to do it as well. That's all I understand. I haven't actually talked to Greg, but going through the office, I've been involved in it over the last Maybe, few weeks. Um, we should shoot him a couple dollars and have him make a snafu selector. <laughs> everything everything from every army is in one army list how's that sound yeah but max yeah. of 12 order dice and um and those kinds of things so yeah no points no points right. hey. so so the other thing with that i guess is that we are we've been talking to best coast pairings which is tournament software some of you yep. are aware yeah. of yep. some people won't be and we are going to for bronze silver gold you will need to use the best coast pairing software which will make life a lot easier for tournament organizers it will also mean that we can collect the results so that from future for example for the gt we know who we're inviting and one of the criticisms at the last gt and one of the Rather interesting things for us to organize was when people had been invited multiple times or some people hadn't been invited and it was a bit of a a bit of a mess. So that's going to help us to do that. It means we can have the the results will be available to everybody at tournaments. You'll know what the draw is. If you have your phone, it will be sent to your phone. So there's no wandering around looking at lists pinned to the wall. I have to do well enough in order to play Adepticon. Is that what you're saying? We yeah. all have to do well enough to play it. Well, I mean, I have to go play these tournaments <laughs> and get my points or whatever just to, yeah, just to play but it. Remember, nationals, Nash- qualify. nationals isn't the only event that's on at Adepticon. There's four or five bolt action events on. Nationals will be the only one that you qualify for. Right. So we can go play in teams or exactly. any other one of the Combat events. Patrol. Yeah. I know well, also that Nationals last time around when they were trying to put this together <laughs> if they took all the qualifiers from all of the regions they still wouldn't have had enough players enough, to yeah. fill in all the spaces so well once the, uh, the qualifiers the, come in there may be yeah, the qualifiers will come available. in and the additional yeah. spaces yeah as you say may be available 
There's other things that Best Coast Pairings may allow us to do in the future, and we're talking with Best Coast Pairings at the moment. But one of the things, obviously, it allows us to do is once is for people to upload their lists to the software so that, first of all, TOs can check them if it's required, and secondly, your opponents can see them when they go to the table. So yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. You know? And there's lots of other things that are handy with Best Coast Pairings. Uh, it allows us to get the to allow players to enter their own results with a pin code and it just makes the TO's life a wee bit easier. Um, so we're going to be using that. It makes our life easier because we can gather the results and that's one of the things that we find very difficult is actually getting certain TO's to send results to us. Sure. Pat, I didn't uh, think of the four of us you were, would be the first one replaced by software. <laughs> wow well as people know my um my pc mark one otherwise the pen and paper will always be handy just in case hey yeah. my spreadsheets were just fine they did everything they needed to well and the tricky thing is is i've looked at best coast pairing because i know that our the so uh renegade open uses best coast pairing for all of their other stuff and they were actually trying to encourage us to use it for their for their purposes for their like to help them with all their stuff, but it has some limitations that are kind of out of our control for like for the snafu format where we're it not necessarily assigning players to tables. It's actually kind of problematic and it yeah, would it's be great for competitive play, but we, yeah. we run a narrative event. So yeah, well, so are, be... we are talking about ways the way we can run narrative events. So don't just, Give up yeah. hope altogether. No, yet. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried um, about it. I'm pretty uh, sure we could go in and you're reeling me back in. Yeah. No, I think you at know, the end. If, I, go ahead. if it came to it, you know, and there was an event like that, and Best Coast pairings just wasn't going to do the job for you. No problem. We just send the results. Right. We, I mean, we, yeah, will, we will work around it. In, of course, we're not yeah. trying yeah. to be, you know, totally Big Brother here, um, but we're just trying to make life easier for for most people, most of the time. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, I think and I, we'd still ahead, want yeah. to structure our event in such a way that there, you know, that there is some reasonable semblance of individual um, achievement so that we could yeah. submit results of the players that would help them to qualify. But, you know, again, we're working with the whole narrative style of it, but you know, it's not, like well, I said, it's not a rough and ready. You have to fall within these, restrictions so yeah sure right and, and the only main thing is the gold level says that it has to be yeah. this and that's the that's the driving force yeah as i understand it you've got it in that's one cool. so yeah what I about mean, they're, they're guidelines at the end what of about the these uh <laughs> these uh scenario packets that i've heard rumor of well what one of the things about this whole tournament scene is we didn't really want to change anything drastically from what we already know so there's a whole new structure coming but you're going to feel as though you understand it all there's nothing really new so what we're doing is one of the um suggestions we've had from various places is that we need more tournament scenarios uh, the ones in the book aren't all necessarily suitable for tournament play that is a yeah. very good understatement. Maybe we don't need more. We just need to eliminate some that we're like, these do not, you should never see tournament play. Like, one would to play with your clubmates and stuff, but maybe you should never see tournament, like, competitive play. Yeah, there's some tournaments where you never see certain 
scenarios and WTC, uh, the World Team Championship, is a perfect example. There are certain scenarios that we don't play. We always play from eight so far. As a captain, in the yeah, as a captain I think there's too many in the pool. You need to eliminate more. <laughs> well, that's, yes, we did. Because we've got six games, we had to have more <laughs> than six. So, you know. <laughs> no, you can have just seven. Seven. You, no, you can have just six. It's okay. We could have the six and rotate them. Anyway, the point being for this <laughs> is that we are putting, we've put together 12 scenarios which we feel are more suitable for tournament play. We have had various people look at them. Uh, we have taken on board some suggestions, not other ones, because we didn't want to change the scenarios substantially um, from what they already are. We've reformatted them a little bit, which we hope and feel will be easier for TOs and for players so that TOs aren't getting so many questions and players can get on with their games. They will have updates and changes and, oh, what did the silly guy do that for? And because it's a living document, we're going to be able to change them. And we're hoping to, with time, increase those 12 um, scenarios to around about 20 scenarios for competitive play. Jeez. I, I got it on, on a good word that uh, a snafu scenario made it into that pack. Yep. I couldn't possibly be drawn. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, some folk have been very good to us, but most people will recognize these from somewhere or other. So there shouldn't be any big surprises to most guys that have been playing tournaments for a year or two. They'll have recognized them in one form or another. Because quite a yeah. lot of tournaments like to do their own because they feel the book to the book ones aren't that great, or they just want something different, or they're playing a you know they're playing a campaign style thing. So I don't think there's anything in there that will be too new for you. And then further down the line, we can add in new scenarios, um, you know, a few at a time, mm-hmm. build it up to twenty that we feel are good and. You know, get something that's standard and there's just enough choice in there for people to be able to use and enough choice that people can't, from the tournament end, can't start list building for scenarios. That's Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I almost would say that if you get 20 lists that or 20 scenarios that you only, like if you're doing seasons like Blitzkrieg and you know, whatever yeah. the next one is after that, you only give them 10 and then save 10 for the next one. Yeah, right. might, so might like, be we do that. Or it's, you know, this season, these are the seasons. scenarios we're playing. Yeah. Yep. Part of the idea as well is that further down the line, we can change little bits of things to make, to give a bit more variety to the tournament scene whilst trying to keep the level playing field. Cool. I you know, because we don't always want to be just choosing generic scenarios from the army book. You know, there might be something we can pop in there just to give a wee bit of something. That gives you, oh, now we've got to think about listing in a slightly different way for this season. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, and I think that's the key, right? Is that you're keeping people, you're keeping it fresh so that it returns yeah. isn't exactly the same. We're, we're trying to keep the, the experience, experience guys, giving them new challenges for the new yep. people. We really want more people in to make the community bigger, to have more people having fun. And we want to make the entry level, the organized play nice and easy for them and very welcoming. Cool. It's it's, yeah, it's a great place to start. Yeah. I am I'm excited yeah. and encouraged by, you know, the amount of support that you guys are putting forth into the community stuff. I think that's it. It goes a long way. I hate I hate it when companies put something out there and they don't stand behind it. 
or don't want to yeah. like, you know, they don't want it to, you know, be a competitive game or you know, I think that there's something to be said that you guys are willing to say, this is, we're going to, we're going to make it so that you can play this competitively and then your guys are going to back it up and support it. That's important. Yeah. So yeah. And the great thing I feel about bolt action is it's a game for everybody. You don't have to be competitive. You don't have to be, you know, just historical. You can be a bit in between. There's something there for everybody. And we're trying to give as much support as appropriately as we can to everybody. Um, you know, and it's important that people realize that the guys that play the tournaments all the time are just the smallest part of the community. And that's the thing is to build a community and to have more people having fun and getting into the game. Totally. Well, most of us aren't great yeah. big jerks. So, well, most of us. That's not what I say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where it comes on. So, another couple of things to try and help that along that we've done is we've come up with um, play styles. Uh, so each event that goes on, we'll, we'll assign it a play style, either relaxed, formal, or premier. So yeah. no shirts, shirts, and then... Suit. Yeah, you can have and top uniforms. if you like. Premier, premier is no pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I go commando under that kilt of mine, mate. Um, that's TMI, dude. I don't need to know these things. <laughs> so that's just a little something that pe- allows people to know what to expect if they're thinking about going, you know, entering a tournament or an event. And we're also going to label them with competition style. At the moment, those are going to be either basic or advanced. So, you know, suppose loosely describing that as themed or competition, you know, hard end. Um, We might expand those a little more with time. Uh, But that's, again, we're trying to give people an idea. If you as a TO, you want the right people coming to your event, and the people want to go to the right event. And it's kind of just a small way that perhaps we can match up expectations for people. So cool. we would be relaxed, basic, or beginner-friendly, I think, Snafu. Yeah, why not? And the more of those events we do, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you don't, not, mm-hmm. every, not every tournament needs to be formal, gold-level, ultra-competitive, like, must- stomp seals all day long yes but even at those events you can have fun i mean uh you can. we we played against you guys in the pairs haven't we pat and yep, we had we a have. bit of fun <laughs> you know so Absolutely. it doesn't always and i was i mean i've run various events and even at the world team championships <laughs> <laughs> even at the world team championships there's a lot of serious games going on but there's a lot of games where you haven't asked them to keep quiet because there's so much laughing and joking going on <laughs> So, well, you know, there's, you can be friendly at whatever level you play, or you can be a oh, bit more serious if that what's lo- floats your boat. Totally. No, I think, I think the key that you guys are getting at, though, is that people know what they're getting into before they go into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because, yeah. like, walking into WTC, like, I have an expectation that, you know, everyone's <laughs> going to be all, like, are going to try and be beating the, sh- the crap out of each other, right? It, it, not, not physically, but on the game. table, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're going to have a good time doing it, and that's totally fine. Whereas if, like, you know, somebody new walked into that format, they might be like, what did I just get myself into? So at least having some labels to put around it saying, like, maybe this isn't for the beginner. Like, go (laughs) play it. This shouldn't be your first tabletop tournament you've ever played. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just basically saying, like, you know, because I think if you get like-minded people together that are playing in a like-minded tournament, you're going to get a better, you're going to have more fun. Everyone's going to have fun. There's nothing about competitive that 
isn't fun unless someone's being a total d bag, which is, happens on occasion. Yeah. And they, but they happen in, at at the lowest level events. It doesn't matter what kind of event it is. Those people are those people, and you're just going to have to deal with them. But if if everyone's competitive, it doesn't mean that it's not fun. Like it should be fun. If it's not fun, you guys, everyone should be doing something else with their time. That's yeah. That's, at the end of the day, it's got to be fun. How you get your fun is up to you, and hopefully. This is just going to help people have a little bit more fun. We don't want the new guy coming along or the historical guy coming along to, for example, um, I don't know, the British Bolt Action League, which is puts itself out there as a, you know, a hard-nosed competition and then feeling they've been cheated is the wrong word, but they've been missold because the guy across from them is running the Stalingrad rest with all your duplicates, That's you know? Perfect. So it's, it's, hopefully it just lets people match their expectations a little bit better. Sure. It's just sure. And that's what we're intending to do. Yeah. We're not trying to force people to do things. It's just, you know, this is the type of event you've just signed up for. So this is what to expect. Yeah, that's perfect. That's that's a key element to tournaments, especially since there are such a varying way of doing them, yeah. and especially with a World War II game. I think that's yeah. important. Fabulous. I love it. And I, I love as it I say, up. as it goes along, we might decide to embellish those, you know, have more grades or whatever once we get the feedback, and um, we'll see. Sweet. Um, I am super excited to see where this goes. Obviously, right now we aren't seeing any tournaments, so even any tournament talk is great. So <laughs> keep going, keep yeah. doing it. There yeah, are a few tournaments on actually, odd ones. So. Yeah, there are odd tournaments on here and there. And again, once we get the um, the play website up, anything that's um, Warlord Games supported play event is going to be on there. So you'll be able to find your events in one place. That's um, also another, And eventually yeah. we'll roll that out to all the countries where Bolt Action is played, hopefully. That's that's fabulous. I think that's another great thing to do for the community as far as, you know, there's a million Facebook groups out there and I've seen yeah. enough like just like here's our event and you're like, I what I don't know where to find this. So you like you're hunting and packing for stuff if there's Warlord supports it. Yeah. It's on your website. That's fabulous. That's a great great element too i'm excited we'll have to remember to get ours put up on that website then <laughs> i'm sure ours, will, ours yeah. will be the first yeah, ours will be the first we'll have to we'll have to pay attention so when everything goes live because i'm sure there will be information on out there for tos how to contact us how to get your event listed. there will be more well the contact for everybody is the uh email which is tournaments that's tournament with an s tournaments at warlordgames.com okay and that's going to be the first contact point for everybody and the focus there is for one person to be overseeing everything so it should run more smoothly once it's up and running there will be mistakes but you know the idea is in theory it should run more smoothly that's fabulous as long as everyone understands that this is you're still well that's why north america is the test hopefully we can iron things out before those uh everyone else across the world who takes things more seriously than apparently we do (laughs) <laughs> things are going to go wrong all the time but we should be able with this format we should be able to fix things and we're here to try and support the community this is cool exactly what we're here for all right awesome fabulous uh i'm gonna say something that i forgot to say at the beginning of this episode that i'm really burying the lead on this one our second half of this episode is actually the d-day book that's about to release <laughs> 
Whoops, I forgot to mention that. Uh, by the way, hopefully it's in the title so everyone knows that it's not just Paul and us. It's also D-Day, British and Canadian sectors. Uh, what do you think of this book, Paul, before we move mosey well, I've on. been excited for all the D-Day books. I got across to the to D-Day last year to go to the French Nationals. Cool. And it was yeah. absolutely fabulous. So anything D-Day, I'm really interested in. And because I'm particularly interested in commandos, I'm very excited for this book coming out. There's going to be a section on the commandos. Way to steal our thunder. follow-up book. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Well, sh- oh, no, 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 no. No, keep going. <laughs> I, want to hear what, I want to hear your thoughts on this before we go, go to break. <laughs> I like the book very much, but then I'm slightly biased as I know the authors. <laughs> cool. So... Uh, but yeah, I really like it. I think people will as well. And there's going to be new models coming out to support it at the time. Ooh, Brilliant. Sweet. Which new models? It's not where uh, new models. The, well, infantry, I don't think I'm breaking it. You know you're already going to get new British infantry yep, restyled. That's... So that's all coming out. There will be some armored support coming out. Mm, and okay. there will be another box of plastic um, British infantry coming out, I believe. Nice. Mm, I'm intrigued. I'm into silence. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm like, we're, we're trying to. Well, I don't have enough British, apparently. So you know, right? I'm I'm trying to figure out which new heads are going to be in those new sprues, so I can figure out how I can make more Gurkhas. It'll be Canadians. Oh, oh Canadians. Canadian what? heads. That's, Canadian, yeah, Canadians. Canadian Gurkhas. <laughs> they're they're yeah. very polite, meany, killy guys. <laughs> hey? Scary Blighter takes on a whole new term when it's Canadians. Scary Blighter, eh? Scary uh, Beaver. New Zealand Indian Scary Gurkha paratroops. Here's a Labatt. <laughs> Blue, eh? <laughs> I don't think that was... I don't think it existed during World War II. I'm just going to say that, Dale. Oh, um, the, his, the history part in the book is I like a lot as well. It has to be it's, a, it's it's a big book, isn't it? It's, it's a big book. They're, yeah. they're all becoming big books, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's that's another, almost two hundred pager. That's yeah. okay as long as you're giving us stuff to to be excited about. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about. Otherwise, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and talk D Day. Thank you, Paul, very much for joining us. Yeah, I'm Paul, super so excited much, about where supported play is going. I think it's a huge win for the community. You guys are supporting it as well as you are. Um, I think every Every game should do this. Some do it well, some don't. Most don't, actually. Um, I think you guys are headed in very much the right direction, even if, you know, Snafu has some say in it. We've got maybe some bias in it, too. So um, it's, it's oh, appreciated it's, what you guys are doing. It's kicking off in America, so we've got to make sure we get out there and have tournaments and play and participate. So, yep. <laughs> got to collect uh, those uh, bronze and silver order days. Yeah. <laughs> I want more than one. That's that's a problem. You're gonna win twelve tournaments to get all the last right. You just get the, the last win, don't blurb. You? No, I think the I think participants are getting three. It's the last blurb uh, I had yeah. seen somewhere, but I I thought, don't quote me on that. I thought they were foobar prizes, so you guys should have sets and sets of. <laughs> oh, we should. <laughs> I mean, we'll start trading snafu dice for them wherever we can find them. But I don't. I'm, think I'm, I'm going to watch eBay for your for your marble dice. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd keep those, man. Those are those are super cool looking. I love them. What's um, uh, what's it going to take to make season two snafu? Season one's blitzkrieg. <laughs> season two could be snafu. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we lot. could steal your snafu dice as prizes, though. 
<laughs> I've got, I probably have enough stored up that we could probably give them to ev- one to every person in North America right now. So <laughs> I ordered in bulk. Uh, thank you, Chessex. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way to go. I was sick of ordering. They them are the in, best like, dice. So. Well, and yeah, I was sick of ordering like the bare minimum. Like, so I get 200 dice and then basically did all be gone. Make shit. And I got to order more again. I think they were loving me because it was ordering them in 200s. And they're like, maybe you should just order a thousand of them and be done with it, dude. So I have a bag of them <laughs> in my closet. Anyway, again, thank you. We uh, should roll all of them at some point. All of them? <laughs> yeah. I, whatever we have in there, I I can make that happen if we ever get together again. But coronavirus is kind of killing the thunder here. Yeah. So um, <laughs> second, it's second term of that. Anyway, we appreciate it. Thank you. For those that are sticking around for the second half, we're going to cover the DDA book. Unfortunately, all those tidbits that Paul just told us won't be in that version because we've already pre-recorded it before. Paul told us all the cool stuff. So enjoy it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with another episode or, well, enjoy the music. We'll be back.
right, welcome back. Uh, Pat, have you changed the music in the last three minutes? Not yet. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, the campaign D-Day British and Canadian Sectors book that's about to coming out soonish. I don't think uh, we've got a confirmed date. So if yeah, you've listened soon. this far, you are going to hear it first, maybe from us. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has reviewed this book yet or not. If, um, if all you listen to is us, then you're certainly hearing it. <laughs> In which case, we apologize yet again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you're just, just into self-suffering at that point. It's okay. Right, yeah. The first the first 50 are on us, 51's on you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, what is the old saying? Fool me once. Right. I just I just think we're doing our best to, um, you know, follow along with how 2020 is going. We're doing right. our part. Yeah, yeah. We're we're making sure keep, <laughs> keep 2020 in the gutter. That's that's my new motto. Yikes! Sorry. Yeah. Well. Anyway, we're gonna go through this book. Uh, show you some cool stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Touch on I mean, some fun little things we found. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's not out yet, but when it does. Uh, especially if you like Canadians, I love Canadians. They're friendly people. They apologize the a lot. And what's that? How about the title? Well, isn't it Canadian? It's, it's Campaign D Day British and Canadian Sectors. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard Rick say that. Weren't you? I said that. I said that right away. Probably Pat not. doesn't even listen while we're doing it. Jesus. I have to listen well, enough during editing. I, so. I know. I know. I know. <sighs> he he knows how we roll. He's just running off of you know the assumption just, of. He's used to the fact that I probably haven't said the name of the book yet. So this is another <laughs> campaign book. Um, this one weighs in at like a fairly hefty 192 pages. Two. So, uh, so there's 192 pages of, of World Stuff. War II, which is good. Uh, I don't remember what day this starts on. It's not on Day Day, is it? Or is it starting Day Day? Uh, or is it well, D-Day it, plus something? No, this is no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this is D-Day. It's it wasn't D-Day. just the Americans landing on D-Day. Right. Oh, this I but thought it, this one was... I'm sorry, I thought we already had that book. No, no. Well, so the D-Day landings, the book that was released, was mostly Americans' D-Day. Got it. Okay. And it followed their push. Yep. This right. is okay. the British and Canadian push. So this is the same day, just... Okay, just the British and Canadians. Got it. Yep. That makes more sense. I was, well, it's the same operation. It's not just the landings. It, I thought the Americans were in. the only ones that landed on D... Uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm coming through the American educational system, you'd be forgiven for that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure the U.S. is the only one in this war, right? right we were fighting right. ourselves. It was just civil war in Germany. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh, so okay. the, the first book was the Operation Overlord, which was securing the beachheads. Okay, yeah. I don't recall that book doing much of the push in. Right, Whereas this book d- doesn't have the landing part. It just it starts with the push in, and it's yeah. focusing on the British and Canadian armies, and of course the Germans were there too. Right. Okay. Sweet. So, so then they give some more. history. They got some maps at the beginning. Two good maps. Table of contents too. Yeah. yeah. No, no index, but you know that's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's a it's a campaign book. Right. And they feel like um, old style maps with unit markings and things like that. The stuff that I'm used to seeing with the old, you know, paper and the little cutout tokens of the unit symbols and stuff like that. It's what it reminded me of. So. Well, these I are lifted directly from the Osprey books. Okay. Okay. The Osprey campaign books. All right. In fact, all the maps that they've used are. Because you were looking for more information on some of the symbols that were used in these. Yeah, because I don't, 
I mean, I've been kind of picked up on some, but and then I picked up one of the Osprey books that they published one of these different books on a while back, and it didn't explain it any further. So I'm like, okay, well, that's just maybe a thing. I don't know what this difference between the box with the, the oval in the box versus the X in the box. The I mean, I can recognize like the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think those typically, and I, I'm I'm going off of my sense of what it was when I was really into that kind of thing. Um, I think some things were like sometimes it was it would denote an infantry, infantry formation or mobilized or or those kinds of things. Typically, I don't know what these ones mean in particular, though. So right, that, I'm I'm assuming that's what that means too. But it'd be nice to know which one was which. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it's we need funny a key we, for these maps yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny we complain about not having maps and campaigns. We get maps and campaigns, and now we're like, no, we need a key. I would like so, to know what the map is telling me. I mean, it's. I can yeah. see this. I know the arrows. I understand the arrows are like direction, <laughs> and the Move dotted line stuff, are fronts, yeah. and then there's the names, which are probably cities, <laughs> villages that they went through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. All that stuff is is accurate. But the boxes with the numbers on them, I am. I have not. I'm not fully versed. Well, I can. T- I, I'm 99% sure the box with the X is an infantry unit. That would make sense. And I think the circle one is armored, but I'm not positive that might be mechanized. Mechanized. Okay. I'm not sure if there's a distinction on that. What are the? Do, what do you think the seagull ones are? Uh, would those uh, be paratroopers? Would those be? Where, where am I seeing the seagulls? You mean there? the X? The X with the seagulls? Yeah. So it's an X with a little like bird underneath on the bottom bottom quadrant. Today. Yeah. So on, yeah, the far the far east flank. Yeah. You so. see. You see that. So, so uh, yeah, best guess that's a paratrooper, but I'm not positive. Because that it looks like they landed on the other side of the river. Yeah, it yeah. kind of makes bet sense. It, I bet to that me. is paratroopers. It would make sense. Yep. It kinda kinda fits the, the infantry that flying infantry thing, but Okay, cool. Uh, so we've answered our own questions, Pat. We've made our own key and by golly if we're <laughs> right or wrong, it doesn't matter. Um, we're right it's now. But the number the number of X is above the boxes. And just what why the boxes are bigger. Is that the units are bigger? <laughs> yes. Or there's more space. Yes, to they measured. Yes, they measured. <laughs> well, they're on they're on the hills, so they're closer <laughs> to the person drawing the map <laughs> up above. The guy in a blimp is drawing the map. <laughs> this is actually a real life picture. It's not actually a drawing. Um, they actually just had giant tarps. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. And why some have three X's and then have three X's next to them again? I. God knows, Pat. Number number of platoons, divisions? I'm, sure. I'm speculating, too. Um, we can definitely... Maybe we should get somebody from Osprey on here. Maybe we'll get the author of this said here map if we can find a, a attribution, but I don't think we can. Uh, campaign 143, I think I have that book. Oh, no. there you go. Well, we'll look up who wrote, drew it, and you can email them and ask them. Anyway, so, yeah, so some brief history, and we can bust right into scenarios. Like, we've done in other books where they'll give a piece of the history and then they'll bust into a scenario related to it right that's kind of what i'm seeing here is that they'll do that again yep the very they're all very narrative scenarios with lots of wordy setups and special build rules that use this list but don't use these units from that list or use this list at the end of the book without these units in that list right set three guys here four guys there and roll dice Make sure Donald Duck's at the crossroads with a machine gun. Yeah. Well, so what you're saying right. is these are not tournament play scenarios, which makes sense. This is a story. Mm-hmm. 
right? You're trying to make the story or the narrative, so it, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense for a, a campaign book to be like that. Yep. The first three scenarios, uh, the definition of crowded table is redefined. Right. The woods one is like you're... I, I think that one would be fun. I'm not going to lie. The deployment zone for the the Canadian-German deployment areas, I don't know which scenario, scenario two. Yeah. The woods where you basically are right on top of each other if you want can, to be. Could, can be, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But it's the entire table is woods with a road in the middle. Yeah. So it's going to be a shit show to say the least. Yeah, and everything's like in lighter hardcover and everything's rough ground. Yep. Kind of like a lot of those uh, uh, old... Visibility is 18 inches. Dude. Although HE is more effective. You oh. add one more wound for HE template. Right. No. Why is and that? Uh, splintering the trees. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Tra- trees, no, trees blow the trees. up and Got will it. add to the impact. Cool. So yeah, they're both rough ground, soft cover everywhere, and uh, no airstrikes because you can't see anybody. You can't see right. shit, yeah. GG wheeled vehicles, geez. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they drive just the road. Just the road. Essentially, yeah. Well, until something blows up on the road and you're, you're playing that those are wrecks instead of removed. Yeah. Right. Uh, the picture down below looks about what I would expect the table to look like. Yeah. Uh, nothing but trees everywhere and some stuff. I definitely cool. think this is one of those ones where you're going to want to abstract to the forests. If you want to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or if you're going like, to build that table. Yeah. I would, I would love to see someone build it. It'd be super sweet. If someone's got a shit ton of trees, it's not that hard. But, yeah, I mean, essentially you're... There's yeah, a road, and the rest of it is all woods. <laughs> yeah, this this is one of those ones we always talk about between realism and playability. And sure, yeah. Yeah. it's it's the table you walk by in a museum, and you look down, and you're like, oh, that's oh. so cool, yeah. but would be just trash to play on, probably. Yeah, fair point. You'd be losing your order dice all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be losing units, right? <laughs> I thought this, I thought this unit had eight guys. Why why can't why can I only find four? Oh, here he is. <laughs> Someone knocked a tree over on the rest of them. All right, tournament's over. Pick the table up and shake it so all the guys. Yeah, right. Up. We we <laughs> get like an army's worth an army's worth of dudes out of that if we had a tournament table like that. I think that's a good idea, though. It's a good way to start collecting um, multiple armies, right? Yeah, like all of the armies all are already painted. Ne- yeah. Next year's door prize, everybody gets an army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just make sure the last all, tournament. only the players that have the nicest painted armies get to play on the table. You know? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the uh, the golf ball at the end of the miniature putt. It's like. You just lose. goes in the hole and it's gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, I remember an old Warhammer table that had that on it. At one of our tournaments we used to go to, there was a spot in the corner that was like a, just a pit. And the pit fed out into the river underneath. Like, it was this giant, like, oh, yeah, four, that's right. eight, eight inches of foam, right? Like, it was a really cool table. But if you dropped a dice in there, it was gone. I'm pretty sure that gone. he would, like, tip it over... At the end, and have like a dozen dice by the end of the by the end of the weekend. It was super funny. But, I remember yeah. that table. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I lost some dice. I lost a dice on that table. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's lost a dice on that table. It was a right uh, of passage, I thought. Like I, wishing well. Yes. I don't. I don't remember that table. It was, it was like, like a, a two tables in one sort of thing. Yeah, it, was, it had a troll sitting by it under the, like there was like a river. I don't know how to describe it. Other than it was a It was a wapaka table. Was it the one going into the um, dwar- dwarven hold? Uh, I don't think it was. Okay. All right. Dude, that is a record for the longest time without a tangent. Well, there's nice. got to be this. This is an important tangent. Isn't it, it is. Because nice. this is an important con- table construction tangent. 
Right, right. Try, try not to make Sarlacc pits in your table. <laughs> <laughs> or do, because then you get a bunch of dice for or free. Or do, because you get a bunch of dice. That's and our miniatures. And our miniatures. Or gum wrappers. I mean, <laughs> it's probably a wide gamut of stuff, uh, yeah. especially at that tournament. You're right. God um, knows what you find in that. Probably world. worse than gum wrappers. Glory hole. Yeah, kind of was. Uh, so anyway, the diagram, don't put as many trees as the diagram has on it, because that would be insane. But, you know, have fun this with is a it. Good, this is a good one to delineate the road. Yes. 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 You know, and then just put a couple trees scattered around so you can play and yeah. just be like, anything that's not road is dense forest. Right. And then you basically have, because you're always in cover, you're always in rough ground, It's it it makes it easier so you're not fighting over, oh, all my guys are hiding behind this one tree. What, yeah. the, what do you mean by that? That's insane. Anyway. Okay, that's a cool one. I like that. I liked the how that one looked. So I, also liked, I also liked Scenario 3. Scenario three. So, to get to. Uh, okay. Yes. Sorry. The picture, the photograph was scenario three. I like sure. that better. That, like, ooh, I would really like to do a table that looked like that. It's a lot of buildings, but yeah, that is a cool. shit ton of buildings. Well, and Jesse have all those buildings? Well, he's got a lot, but I don't know if he's got that many. That's what? What would that be? Like, we're looking one, two, three, four, probably six of those Sarissa t- city sets. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's uh, that looks super cool. It's fifteen. It's like 30, 30 buildings there, guys. Would you, would you really want to play on this table though? No, Look at it. no, no. I wouldn't want to play on it. No, no. but it looks mm. cool. That's it. Looks cool. Yeah. Well, you yeah, get we a cool looking it, table that's fun to play on. Right. I mean, you can, So if you look, if you're at that picture on twenty two, there, just just that kind of intersection, I'd like to see on a table. The rest of the table doesn't have to be like that, but I think that's yeah, really and wicked I, looking. And I think what yes. Gail does yes. with some of his tables, where the the buildings are on the edges. Yes, or makes it a lot more like a lot more sense. Whereas the one like that diagram is like all of the fighting will happen in the middle. Yeah, the diagram is again. I, it's, I said it's the picture that makes that scenario. Sure. Yeah, that's. I'm going to say that, that that table looks cool, but one Nebelwerfer is going to make that just unbearable. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I target that building. <laughs> like, oh God. <laughs> And all the rest are within six inches. Okay, well, you're bound to blow up a building. All of buildings. Least. Just nuclear holocaust there. Wow. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's interesting. I like that picture a lot. Again, mm-hmm. these pictures look great. They're hunting a wounded tiger in a shattered French town. Ooh. That never happened. Uh, depends on what movie you watch. Yeah, Meowth. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, dude. All of I do like the variance in the number of scenarios and what they're doing here. Like, because the next one is foxholes or craters. I don't know if they're foxholes or craters. Oh, the objectives one where they're going for the radar towers. Yeah, I mean it's. I like it. Other than I think they're running. Yeah. They're going to be bum rushing. Uh, are those are those machine gun placements? Yeah, yeah. they're defensive positions. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. craters is what the British table is crossing, or the British side of the table is crossing the open field. Sure. Well, not open field, but right. So. They're going from crater to crater, essentially, mm-hmm. as best they can. Mm-hmm. Germans get to spend their points on fortification in that scenario. Sweet. So fortifications are becoming more common to be included in your unit or in in your force. See. I, oh, I mean, they're pretty important to scenario play. Right. Yeah. All for sure. 
Yes. And, absolutely. you know, this, this whole operation is certainly, a, there's a clear attacker, clear defender, and the defender was entrenched and built in. And, yep. um, and so I would expect that to be reflected, you know, pretty significantly in some of, or in most of these. I think I think uh, at least uh, three or four of them are um, tank wars scenarios or arms yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's there's quite a bit of you know the information in here um, that I maybe didn't appreciate as much, but there's apparently some pretty good historical record uh, down to you know this many tank tiger tanks were on the field, and this one was taken out by a firefly. This one was taken out by a rear shot from a Cromwell. And so it's kind of interesting to really, you know, kind of dig into that a little bit and see how, you know, they were really kind of keeping track of all of that stuff. And I don't know that I really appreciated that from a historical perspective. It was a big deal facing a tiger and then and then actually taking out the tiger. So, I, Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I recently saw... Uh, Facebook post to someone posting like the stats of a tiger and how many how many rounds it shook off, and you're like, damn, that's pretty pretty significant amount of yeah. firepower that just went at it and it just didn't give two shits. So, yep. I I mean, I'm sure it was rather loud on the inside, but if that's the worst that you have from being well, hit by a, a round, those dudes had to be deaf as anyway, right? What? They're, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're driving around in a giant tin can with an engine inside it. I can't imagine it's not not loud. Loud. Pretty loud in there. I'd imagine. Um, that's cool. Let's keep moving. So scenario five, it looks like it has a unit attached to it. Yeah, a little sneaky gem in there. Yeah, right. Um, okay. <laughs> the air tactical intelligence team. Sweet. I think this is a British unit. Yep. Uh, and let's see. So it's intended specifically for this scenario. However... Yeah. With prior permission from your opponent, you can use it in the reinforced platoon. Aww. <laughs> so, first of all, not allowed at Operation Snafu when we have it next year. But it is a three-man unit for 30 points at regular, 21 inexperienced. Everyone with rifles, or you can upgrade SMGs. NCO for... Sorry, the NCO has a pistol. The rest of the guys have rifles. And you can NCO two points go to an SMG, and the rest of them go to SMGs for three points. So it's a three-man team. It's a thirty-point order dice. Yeah. Yes. It's a thirty. It's a thirty-point infantry team that can claim objectives. Yes. It's, and it's not a small team, so it can't be sniped off. And it counts as an infantry selection, which means if it was in the reinforced platoon, it's the cheapest reinforced or it's the cheapest. "Quote unquote tax team. that you would have to pay for your two mandatory reinforced." Oh God, I can't selections. imagine the grossness that would come out of that. Uh, Never so, happens. I mean, if you were no. really looking at it from that perspective, right? I don't, yeah, yeah, but it's a cheap way to get order dice. Yeah, without yeah, anything I like else special. Well, so. Yeah, without anything else special. Eh. I mean, they're still just regular dudes. You can still you could take three yeah. of these instead of a ten man squad, essentially. And get three dice to the to the one that you would have gotten. It's still it's yeah. It would be busted if it was just allowed for if if you were allowed indefinite number of these. Yes, because then your whole platoon is these guys, and you got right almost just, five free order dice. Right, and you're like yeah. I've got I've got no, forty three dice. What? Well, and, and so they're British selector, and so with the MCO being armed with a pistol, they're not even getting an extra shot with rapid fire out of it. Well, then you just give them all SMGs. 
and then you're 38 points for three guys with SMGs. Yeah, but what's the up and atom or the assault one? Because that'd be a pain in the ass. It's three tough fighters. Right. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Actually. Up and atom is the one where they don't have to pass the order check to charge. Yeah, that would suck. Or toughest boots where they get in, they'd get an extra attack. Plus, they'd all be tough fighter with SMGs. That would also suck. Yeah, you would you would still bleed dice in a in a dice scenario, but absolutely. But you got to take the good with the bad, right? Anyway, it's a, it's an interesting little nugget in the middle of here. This is just an odd place, but it only it's because it's only related to this one scenario. It throws me yeah. off because for whatever reason they put the six pound anti tank gun picture underneath it, and I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> to me either. But so. maybe that was the only model they had around that was only three guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> find us find a picture with three guys. Except okay. I'm almost positive the six pound anti tank gun's a four man crew, but whatever. <laughs> Six pounder is a four is a four man, yeah. yeah. Right. Actually, if you look there, you can see the little slot where the guy's supposed to go, and he's not there. Yeah, they circle. He, <laughs> di- he died. He died already. <laughs> There's no pin markers. They must have cleared the pins too. But yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, picture of a what? What the heck rocket is this thing called? V two. V two. The, the doodle bug. V one or V two. V one. Yeah. So some obviously some cool stuff. Well, that late Nora might have been a V two. Uh, well, this, this yeah, this scenario a was a raid. It looks more like a traditional. I was gonna say the previous okay. the, the previous image attributes it to a V one doodlebug. Well, yeah, I mean the scenario is a is a raid on um, a V one V one weapon emplacement. So which yeah, is why there you see go. it. So definitely not a V two then. Well, you've got a six pounder uh, representing an, eight, an an ATI team. So that's true. This would be a fun table to build. They'll have a couple of V one launchers on it. Uh, sure. Some mix. Some V one. V yeah. launchers, V one or V two. That could be a substitute for the artillery board at some point. You could fire a V one rocket on someone's table. <laughs> if we ever <laughs> that do a D day, if we yeah. do a D day uh, one, we could do that. Yeah. Well, that's too spot on. It has to be sillier than that. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't care. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's so that's that scenario. Another another great map of all the same things we didn't understand before, but, but now they've moved and they're brown. Like everything's brown on this one. Everything else is green on the first one. All right, this map is about to push um, around Khan, so. Yeah, I'm almost positive those those rectangles with circles in them are, are armored units. That would make sense, because the Germans look like they have a, f- a, lot ma- of a metric ton of tanks coming yeah, yep. coming in. They're, they're probably trying to reinforce their losses here. Yep. By a Spoiler lot. alert, they didn't do it. Yeah, the 12 SS at the top there is not doing so hot. He looks like he's in a bad spot, pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's interesting. It gives you two fronts in this one, too. So it gives you the front as of the 24th of June and 30th of June. They made right. some good ground in the in those six days. Yep. Sweet. Good push. Yeah. Go Canadians, eh? Yeah. Uh, Operation Epsom Scenario Six. It's a bunch of farm. This one is our least favorite. I would be my least favorite diagram so far. Not very exciting placement there. It looks like a pretty standard bolt action yeah, table, though, frankly. Yeah, probably and, more so than others. And likely to be a table that almost anyone who's put together a World War II battlefield to play on could recreate. So yeah, yeah so that's a good point. The rest some of them fields, are like uh, <laughs> a couple of trees and some farm buildings. We, yeah. We're all familiar with that one, right? Yep. Yeah. Good. It's Very good point. Yep. yep. <laughs> the other ones, every other one we've seen so far, is like you'd have to have a, a lot of You spend four terrain. months building terrain before you... 
All right, so there's uh, that one. Let's go to the they next use one. The, they do a lot of changing the visibility stuff in these. That's okay. That's just nice just read the scenario. Like, if you're going to read the different plays, read the scenario. It's Operation Windsor, which is... I could actually build this board. Right? I stepped on my spotlight, though, so... Aw. What were you... Were, why were you walking you dancing the table? on your table again? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> we, we've talked about this. <laughs> it fell on the floor. Playing I didn't see it until it was too late. I mean, yeah, this is pretty pretty much... You think you have this table already? Yeah, I do. Just need some Canadians, eh? Right? Butt-ass open table, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. The Canadian side is kind of hosed down. <laughs> Just well, again, you know, I think that's kind of how it went. Do they get more forces for this one, though, don't they? Let's look. Uh, no. no, no. And the Germans no. also receive a free Termstong. Termstong. I don't know what that is. It's a dude in an iron lung. Aquaman? What? Aquaman? <laughs> Did you, you sneak a niner in there? Uh, the last word the last word on the page. Oh. Termstelung. Termstelung? Yes. I, sure. Jesus we'll, Christ. we'll get to that. Hi, everybody later, in Germany. We're sorry. <laughs> right? Uh, it's a turret mounted MMG. Oh, it's a oh, tank. Okay. It's a tank. Whoa, it's cheap as, cheap as shit. It's 32 points with a 7. Uh, Light um, light tank with an MMG. Yeah, oh, why is it under tanks? So it's it's a bunker with a defensive gun in it. Oh, okay, but it counts as a tank for the purposes of generic reinforced platoon selector. So you can take no, this. No, imagine imagine a turret um, on a concrete block that moves around a tank turret. So, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. It's like a buried. It's like a buried tank. Yeah, it's like a, it's a tank turret as a bunker. So sure, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the rules. Uh, they put it under tanks. So for the purposes of reinforced reinforced platoon, apparently it's a tank you're slot. Only, it's your tank slot for 32 points, mm-hmm. and it comes with a turret mounted MMG. But probably well, it's not even that hard to kill. All right, anyway, moving along, going back to where we were, you just get a free free MMG armored MMG. Yeah, yeah, right. Shit, I've lost my spot. Sorry. That's why you guys are here. We're not going to tell you where we were, though. Nope. Hold on. Oh, I found it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah. I got All a right. special character in this one, too. Ooh, let's talk. Lieutenant Colonel Lockhart Ross Fulton, CMDSOED. Dear God. Not Boys. to make fun of him, but he's got a lot of names, and he sounds badass. With well, those are titles. Well, Colonel Lockhart Ross Fulton. Yeah, Lieutenant. Those, those are not. Yeah, Lieutenant Colonel. Well, the CMDSOE. Yeah, yeah, I assumed those were all titles. Mouse. Other than his parents hated him. Jesus, <laughs> right? <laughs> they just call him Ed. It's just like uh, Elon Musk type shit. There. He's a colonel, two hundred five points regular. You can add up to two other guys with him for ten points each. Yep. Yep. Uh, pistol, submachine gun, however depicted. Uh, and there's a there's a, a nice little Fury special rules that we'll get to later. But he's dogged. He hates the SS, and he's lucky. So he ignores the first time when he's become a casualty, uh, and he takes any pin, mark, pin markers, but is not removed from the game. 
unflappable leadership. All units activated by Major Fulton. Uh, use the human snap protection rule. May ignore the effects of pins. Of one, one pin. pin. One, one pin. pin. That's that's pretty sweet. I, that's pretty I'm awesome. I, I actually I, I like that rule. How many? I think that hate SS means he's like counts as fanatic against them. That would make sense too. Yep. Uh, Who that's, likes the that's the things? name of the rule too, by the way. Do I like the cheese things? Yeah, I like yes. the cheese things. So let's see. That's uh, dude and two SMG guys with SMGs. Okay, cool. Yeah, it counts as a major, so he can snap a lot to action. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I like the rule. The only um, the, the only thing about it is it's kind of easy to play around as the opponent. Um, you just don't spread your pins around, and he's automatically less effective as all. So, so, uh, so he's dogged, which is another interesting rule, mm-hmm. which gives all regular and veteran Canadian infantry units may upgrade to stubborn for one point of man. Yep, Jesus. So you can make your entire army stubborn with him, and inexperienced can be green, green for one. Yep, that's the dogged rule. Um, right, that's the dogged so rule. Canadian. When we get to them. They kind of come with that, and so because he's part of that, he gets the dogged rule, same as right. he hates the SS. So right, okay, yep. That's still really good. I mean, if this if taking this guy makes your opponent just focus fire single units, that's also a boon to you then, right? You know, yeah. Actually, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I don't know how many points a normal uh, colonel is. Major, he counts major, as major. Counts yeah. as major. 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 Mm-hmm. How much is a major normally? I don't know. I want to say two hundred, but let me I look. think I think that's right. It's one eighty or something. Right now, we don't have easy army open because we're all fools. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Here. Regular major is normally one hundred and fifty points. So for fifty-five Oof. points, okay. Those are pretty good rules for fifty-five points. Yeah, that's. I would They're say that dying part is kind of nice. Yeah, this. this Free, free, not dying part. That sort of makes him like worth three hundred right there because he's worth two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and ignoring pins, everyone ignoring pins during snap to actions is pretty. A pin. A pin. A pin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Still, one pin. Can't complain. Sometimes it's the difference. He gets fanatic against the SS. So, so in these scenarios where you're going to be seeing a lot of SS, that's great. Right. It may not come up very often. Yes. Everything else would come up. Like Doggett is still good. So anyway, yep, I like him. He's he's, he's cool. a lot of points. He's a you know, he ain't cheap. Yeah, you have to, you have to be ready to play with a major. So right. Yep. yep. Mm. We got I'll, another map with uh, looks like all the black boxes are getting smaller, fewer, and closer together. Uh, they're on the uh, other side of the river now too. Yeah. I was I was gonna say what's the purple box, but then it tells you what the purple box is. It's the only yeah. box that tells you what it is. They've been bombing the crap there. Yeah. yeah, so this has to do with the bloody con with the carpet bombing and stuff like that. So the last few scenarios have been about the push around into through con. So There's a yeah. lot less. It feels like there's a lot less troops here. Like it's a lot good. less British. Well, it's, it's closer in. Yeah, oh, okay. oh, okay. yeah, it's an inset. So Got it. Okay. Of the larger conflict. See. Okay. Yep. Another cool ass uh, picture with some lots of bricks, lots of dead bricks, dead dead bricks. Yes, well, I mean, inherently they are. Mm-hmm. It looks <laughs> like aquarium. It looks like some aquarium gravel in there too. Actually, it's actually kind of an effective 
tool. I would never have guessed that, but it's like some red and red and black aquarium rock in there. Where are you? Uh, page 42. Yep. Okay. That's cool, but you think that's glued down or you think that's sprinkled in? You would have to glue it down. Right. Although, for the purposes of a picture, maybe they didn't, but I, I have no idea. I've seen it done both ways, actually. Yeah. So. I've, I have actually seen some of the coolest tables I've ever seen have loose stuff on them. I've shocked when I've touched them when you're like, well, why is this loose? But it, it actually is effective. So, like, when they set up their table, they'll, like, put the train down, and then they'll actually sprinkle dirt or, like, you know, gravel Rubble. on it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yep. Like, and just leave it there, and then they'll scoop it up when it's done, which I think right. is A lot of work, but it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, I want I want to throw a shout out to whoever did this Bob Ross on the corner of the building here. That's <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good at that scale. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Probably printed, maybe not. If someone really painted that, that's pretty. Bad, I think that'd fabulous. actually be easier to paint myself than it would be to print. I mean, look at how look how tiny that is. Tiny yeah. that is. I, don't know. I mean, it's it's smaller than a miniature. That's, that's pretty a great cool. touch. That's fun. That is a great touch. Yeah, I really like that. I did not catch that the first time. So I didn't either. Good call, Jeff. <laughs> uh, scenario eight. So there's a total of like 13 scenarios, right? Yes. Okay. So there's a fair number of scenarios in here. Some cool stuff. Operation fewer Charm than Wood. fewer than we've seen in the past, but yeah. it does it does follow it does follow what we've seen in the past, where they kind of walk you through, you know, the operations and this scenario represents this conflict, and they present it to you. And you play, and then in the aftermath of the scenario, they kind of detail what happened historically, and yeah, then sure. so you can kind of play through what happened. So they, they right. tell you what happened in case that wasn't your exact result when you played. Right. So it's like you, you're not as good as the real thing. <laughs> like, hey, the Germans survived. You're a much better, much better player than the Germans were that particular day. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Jeez. Or yeah, yeah, dark. Oh, uh, they were SS here, weren't they? There's uh, quite a bit of SS. Quite a bit of SS, yeah. yeah. Was the same mm-hmm. Quite a bit of everything, but yeah, there's a fair number of SS mixed mm-hmm. in. Um, op- uh, scenario 8 is Operation Charnwood, not even fighting, although it's only a 10% difference. All right. Looks like bombed out city again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Heavily. You take that other board that had all the buildings and you just take them all off and put in rubble. Just right, ga- you you just smash them Galaxy style. Yeah. Set them on fire. Set them on fire. <laughs> That's not like a one-use-only sort of thing. Yeah, and you, you can only play with metal models. Yeah. Classic, classic. You, have, you definitely have a timed game there. <laughs> uh, playing extreme bolt action where the, the tables are actually on fire in places while you're playing. Wow. Just little sterno cans. <laughs> Um, sounds like a liability <laughs> way to oh, happen. Oh, this is, uh, yes. <laughs> we're on scenario eight, right? No, scenario nine, next one. Yeah, we're just skipping right along here. Right, so there's an interesting rule on scenario nine. It's called playing dead. Ooh. Oh, it's Hunter. Okay. For every German infantry killed, the German player rolls a single dice on a six. That soldier is playing dead, is left in the battlefield, place him on his side. Immediately before turn six begins, all these models may fire once and then are removed from play. <laughs> it's kind of like whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, hold on a second. This one, I mean, now this <coughs> is the first scenario that's dealing with Hill One Twelve, which was yeah, which I've seen documentaries about. So I mean, it's kind of you know an important an important thing that was happening there. So 
That's that that rule just kind of like that's that's clever. That's a clever way to make that rule. Sure. That's I mean it's interesting. So you just basically get one more shot with all those guys after they die. Yeah. Or wait, only on a six. Only on a six. Okay, that's better. It's gonna say that's yeah. an awful lot of pins you're throwing out all of a sudden. Right. No, it's just just anything that had a six. They're just left there and be at the beginning of turn six they all get the fire. Whether they're still in position or not, who knows? I mean, I, I presume they'll be around. Is this the an objective one at all? Uh, so the objective is to move into the German defense zone. So, yeah. Yeah. Does, it doesn't say that they um, cause pins, so I don't know that they necessarily do. I, why so. would they not? Why would they not? I mean, well, not every time you see someone say fire a gun does it say they give a pin. Because it's not you're not activating a dice, and you're not keeping track of which guys are alive but belong to units. So if if you know if there's ten guys there, is that a possibility to put out ten pins? I mean, well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, right. but you're going to have you would have to get ten sixes to have right. that happen. Yeah, you've had to roll like a banshee to have that happen anyway, or you've had so. your forced slaughtered. Or, or both. I well, mean, for every infantryman killed, you roll a single die, right? So yep, if you've yep. lost 30 guys, that's you know, that's going to be... Okay, so... On average. You know, that's, that's still... That could be a lot of pins. Yeah. You could pin out a unit, depending upon yes. what else is going on on turn six. They so still I, have to roll the question, yeah. It's just one I of mean, those... Yeah, and, and that's fair. I mean, it, it it really doesn't go into... I haven't been able to find it. If it goes into, are you... Do you count for cover or range or anything like that? So I would also says is the models fire once. I would presume it'd be a normal fire. Right. I would assume every single model. Yeah. yeah, I'm with Pat. I think you well, you you fire as normal with range and modifiers. Oh, that's, oh, I'm sorry. You leave them on the battlefield. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah, you yeah, just yeah. put them to the side and they. No, fire. no, 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 no. Oh, no. it's They're, placed on its side. They just okay. lay it down on the side. Yeah, on their yeah side. sorry, not yeah. placed oh. on the side. Placed on its side. That'd there be you go. that'd be a very different. So yeah, so it's just a single model. Wherever they die, they die, and then you get a shot with them before turn six. Yeah, which I think is it's not. I think that's a great rule. I think it's a great rule when you look at that's it. That's why I, I wanted to stop at it. That, that yeah. was, I think it sounds like fun in a scenario. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know think that it I would sounds like, like fun at Operation Snafu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, an upgrade that you can earn to your army. Last like, gasp or something. Two points so. per unit can have playing dead applied to the unit. That would, that would be cool. Yeah. Anyways, that's a good. That's a, that's cool. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and of course, there's a nice picture of a bunch of Churchills. Yeah. Blood. I want to figure. I'd like to figure out how to do that kind of trenching that they have in that picture. The, like the the drainage ditch. Yeah. It's foam. You, you just got to have foam. Yeah, you got to have foam. You start with a foam board. That whole thing's on a foam, and then yeah, you that's what I'm thinking. Just yeah, like, um, like um, Jeff Subbase, he yep. he built up the foam and that allowed him to have sunken area. So. Yeah, yep. That sounds like a lot of work. It is it a lot of really work. cool. Actually, I think you could probably do that. You know, just take a one. You have the flat piece of foam, and then you just take a. Hell, you could probably do that with a melon baller and just drag it the length of that trench you want. Yep. And then take a blowtorch and just hit it lightly to melt it a little bit to give it some better form. Well, and you'd be don't ready you? To go. Don't you have a wire? Don't you have a uh, cutter? Pat? Foam cutter? Well, you wouldn't yeah. want to cutter that. You'd, you'd oh, yeah. Scoop that and then flame it. I was going to say, mine has like a... I think I have one that allows me to like make a V. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like I have a sculptable end on it, so I don't have to... Oh, okay. 
It's not a straight I, line, per se. I didn't know such a thing existed. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of cool. Wow, Rick's got fancier foam cutting tools. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I looked at one. I don't know if I bought it. I think I bought it. Oh. I don't know when I last used it, so. I'm always curious about these kind of boards when I'm looking at this, though, too, is that, like, this doesn't look like it's a board that wants to be transported very often. No. Right. Right. Like, it's I what I did with my board, so. Yeah. And you're right. It doesn't want to be transported very often. More than yeah. once a year. I think these kind of boards look amazing. They just they look like the one you should be have set up in your basement, and that's like your board. Yeah. Right. But like trying to take something like take t- imagine taking fifteen of these to any tournament. You it's can't. Just, it's just you not. Can't. It yeah, would be, be a great brutal. tournament to go to, though. It would be a wonderful tournament, but it'd be a pain in the ass for the organizers. And you spend the rest of the year doing repairs on your boards. Yeah. Like, well, and it's not to say that you don't anyway, kind of. Well, kind of, but I don't have to do a lot to my boards. Right. They're pretty durable. I mean... Or they're designed that way, too. Right. That's kind of the idea, is that you know that you, you're building them so they're, they are transportable because you know they're going to be moved around. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, build for transport and durability. And then yeah. uh, page 51 has Jeff's favorite unit on it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, look at that. That's cool. No, yeah. A no, this one isn't on a, on a vehicle. Yes, well, no, I mean, <laughs> his favorite is having three of them in the list. Yes, for sure. But it's got three. the right number of crew. Four. Yeah. <laughs> four? What? Four? Seven? There's a Nebelwerfer there, so. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, though. Those games were when we were prepping for WTC and I was playing that Veteran 88, that, that really turned me on to the Veteran 88. Oh, it's like a, it's like a unit with a gun. It's, it's incredible. Well, yeah, it's exactly like a unit with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like an entire platoon's worth of dudes. It's like how many guys are in there? Eight, seven, eight. Yeah, it's eight. A shit ton of guys. Shit ton of crew. Eighty-eight has eight guys. I figure the magic in that. A, sh- a ton of veteran guys with a gun shield and a big ass gun. Yeah, pretty hard to sh- I mean, shake that gonna, thing. You have to it, dedicate a lot to take it out. Yeah, it, for sure. it, it, it stood up to it too. I, I recall. Yeah. And it almost things. two hundred points though. Uh, yeah. It's what, like 175 or 185. Three, how many? Three, three inch HE or four inch HE? Three inch HE. Yeah. Okay. And we, um, and we were playing on some kind of crowded boards, too. So, I mean, it wasn't like completely wide open, you know. But Jeff's a great yeah. player, so he was he was playing it somewhere. But, yeah, I wasn't sold Dirty on it. But, yeah, it was something. So I wasn't sold on it when I put it in the list. But, boy, it can take a real beating and not be hurt. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that about it. Yeah. Seven guys. It is seven guys. Look at that. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought so. Seven, but still, seven's a lot. Seven yeah, fats it is seven a lot, and it's seven. got a rotating platform. So I mean, that's. Although I will say the mechanics start to get in the way on that because the mechanics are like have to have everybody, everybody within two inches of the breach. Right. And when you get seven guys, that starts getting kind of ridiculous. Like half of the guys are standing in front of the gun. Well, it looks like some yeah. kind of cult meeting. They're all in a circle <laughs> around the gun, <laughs> doing a swing back like... and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Damn it. <laughs> You've got to get some of those old Mordheim guys, like in the, the cultist guys there, holding yeah. candles and shit around it. Well, that's funny. Ugh. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's look at the next one. The next one's uh, Scenario 10's a tank one, it looks like, right? It is. Ooh. That one actually looks kind of fun. Sherman platoon or a Cromwell platoon, you get a choice. I have these models. Yeah, I <laughs> Okay. What is the? I even, got, uh, what is I even the, have two fireflies, so. Uh, we need Panthers and Panzers and or Stugs for the... Yeah, all right. We've got a mix of those, yeah. I think we can make yeah. that happen. Oh, you get a lot of traits on the German side. You can either do Panzers, uh, Panzers with stu- stug- Stugs, uh, Tigers, uh, just, just Tigers. you got, you got lots of choices. But you have to have a – there's not much mixing uh, and matching. Are you going to skip over the fact you have a Tiger 2 Zug? Yeah. No, Jesus. sorry. 
<laughs> Four king tigers. That's oh. how. Oh, how do you determine points in this thing? Uh, German player uh, builds on the agreed upon points. They're even. Yeah. So whatever you have. So so yeah. So the Ooh. so the the British player will get what? Uh, the alive... three Shermans, and you'll get one tiger too. And the allied player gets a free regular Sherman V or Cromwell. Oh, of course. Um, well, you got to have the good guys win, man. Come right? On. Every time. It's, nobody wants to ever play the Germans. I wonder why. Okay, so assuming you pay, so assuming we played veteran Tiger 2s and the Germans set their list, that'd be 4 times 666. Six, six. What is that? That's a lot. That's a big number. 2,400 over 2,400. For yeah. four order dice. For four order dice. And then... Uh, oh, 2,664. And this this has the good rules for the Bokajas that I like. The problem is, is you can't have that many because the Shermans are, don't cost that much. The Shermans Screw are you, roughly can, half the cost. You can take another third in platoon. I don't care. I've got four <laughs> Tiger Twos. He can take as many goddamn Sherman platoons as he wants. <laughs> All you have to do is take out the Fireflies. You're, yeah, right? right. The... Um, the Germans get an inexperienced 88 as well. So yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Better than nothing. All right. Let's talk about rules. We like Bocage. What yeah. Do you like about what, did you, what do you like about it? All right. So they got the Bocage. So it's uh, they block line of sight unless you're in base contact with it. Uh, they're hard cover because they're obviously were built up in earth. And then whenever a track field tries to go through it on a one or two, it gets stuck. Uh, vehicles with damage value 10 or more get a plus one to the roll. And if you have the you equip the Cullen Hedgerow Cutters, then you just go through in advance. On a run order, you have to roll, but you get a plus one. Those are some solid rules for Bokashas. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Tigers are fine. They don't care. And if the Sherman's Well, they still it. have to roll, but they're only hung up on a one. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, what happens if they get hung up? What does it they say stop their move there. Yeah. They just stop. Okay. They right. stand there. It's move. not like they're not immo- like immobilized or some crazy right. shit like no. that. They stand there, move, and then they'll yep. have to try it again next turn. Yep. Okay. So I like that. That's pretty yeah. sweet. I'm down yeah. with that. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, it blocks line of sight. Which so you is... have to be careful with where you're putting your bocage, but. I think you always have to be careful where you're putting your bocage. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to put your bocage in crazy because that, that never goes well. It's never good. Uh, wow, so. okay. First penis reference. And it was me. That's really unusual. Yeah, right? It is. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. And it looks like um, for the scenario setup, you've got Bocage running down the middle of the table halfway. So, I mean, yeah. Which is, well, which is nice because it gives you a chance to have, because it's line of sight blocking. Yep. Although I guess you could be on the Bocage at the beginning of the game, too. Looks like this one's also got a bad <laughs> fighter bomber attack. And special rules, next page. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Is that the, it's the minus one on it? Yeah, minus one on your roll. Typhoon Ooh. bombers? Yeah. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, and I, that, I think because, yeah, they lost their air observer, so you can still you can call it in if you want to, but now yeah. instead of a Double one in six chance of it coming back, it's one in three. That's not good. I'm not calling that one in. No. And the German player's got a free 88 to shoot at it, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah, that's... 
It's not so good. Seems flavorful though. So when you're used to sure. seeing scenarios be put together on two pages, these are averaging four or more. Yeah. They're, to they're, really tailor what went on. Yeah. Oh, now we have different arrows. In the next map. Yeah. Uh, and now all the British forces have turned blue. Oh, those are U.S. I was going to say, at least yeah. some of these have to be U.S. That's Just judging by where they're at. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're U.S. and Brit. How are you? Okay. Well, they say it next to them. Yeah, oh, it does. Really small. Oh, oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, two. Can we get used to these maps? Ah, I did not see that. Sweet. And you know, I, I can follow the arrows, and then the Germans got a big red circle around them, and are apparently <laughs> supposed to move to somewhere. Right. So this is this is an allied and an Axis essentially blue being allied and right. Red, the German Axis forces being the red yeah, designation. Is, so it just. It's just interesting that it's switching from one color to the next. That's, I mean, it's not really criticism as much as just a comment. Yeah, it's kind of a bizarre choice. I don't know. They it's do what they want. Setting up, it's setting up the fillet's pocket. Mm, fillet's pocket. Yes. Which is not a sandwich, although it kind of was a sandwich, but it's not one you'd want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one you want to okay. find yourself in either. You're correct. Sure. All right. <laughs> and then, Dale, um, here's your Hill 122 scenario. Yeah, so Hill one. This sounds like a fun scenario. Um, was strategically valuable because of the artillery that could be set up on top of it, and then it gave you a distinct advantage. So, which is why they were definitely trying to get to it. It's oh. pretty standard stuff so as far as hills go. Restrictions yep. make me sad for the German player. Yeah, you can use this without yeah. any of these. But oh. no SS, no Luftwaffe. Your armored cars are selected are limited to zero one motorcycle with machine gun sidecar. And they got the picture of the Krettenkrad there. Yeah, Krettenkrad. Still well, a sweet looking model, I tell you. It is. Well, and then even below that, I think it tells you even more crazy stuff like under no veterans. Yeah, Without, yeah. Exception to medics, no veterans. Grenadier squads are limited to max of two Panzerfaust. If they're un- uh, oh yeah, it doesn't matter the size; they are limited to two. Because uh, we need we need to, to hamper them even further. No, oh, you know, it's historical, right? Yeah. Although the Canadian player also gets a fifteen percent point advantage as well, mind you. Well, he's running across the, just a slaughterhouse. Oh uh, yeah, if you're going to say if you make this table accurate, it's a yeah. lot of open ground. Sure. So there's the Bocage Rose, Rose on either side of the road, and then they're on the hill, so they're obviously seeing over the Bocages. So, right. Have a nice day. Until you get to that, yeah. Until you get to that road, it's going to be runs to get to cover. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And of course, oh well, they got the down assault rules in this one. Right, because oh. um, they, they waited. waited. Right, otherwise they would have um, had the, dismounted and rushed the hill in broad daylight over open ground. And yeah, I'm so, not a general, but that sounds tactically unsound. Yeah, it to me. was it was a sunrise <laughs> dawn attack, effectively. Actually, it was like an hour before sunrise when everything kicked off. So, and then caught off guard, German players cannot afford deploy any of their observers. Yeah. Okay. And what's interesting about this particular operation was that they waited until the last possible moment to dismount um, from their vehicles. So um, that goes into the Germans being caught off guard. So I think they actually sure. dismounted. The infantry dismounted on the objective, so 
and then stormed the, the positions held by the Germans. So. Well, that's nuts, but it looks like it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then they're sneering at Crazy 12. Canadians, man. Yeah. They're, not yeah, all they're, they're super nice people, right, until you piss them off. Right. <laughs> Oops, sorry, didn't didn't see you dead there, eh? <laughs> yeah, here's 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 the scenario for the player that has many tigers. <laughs> yeah, uh, many, three many to eight. Tigers. Or is that the next one? No, it's this one. They recommend you actually play on a twelve by eight table. So, so like four times the normal size of the board. This is a tank. 12, 12 turns. Good God. Uh, they give you options for playing it on a, a standard 6x4 yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a tiger. Jesus. And this is where they can ignore the tiger fear rule. Right, this is the um, ambush one, right? This is the ambush? Um... This is where they ambush the Germans, yes. Okay, yep. So they're waiting. So, yeah. This was an it's interesting It's weird. I feel story. like they skipped yeah. a scenario where this guy, like, rolled through and blew up, you know, 12 British tanks. Is this the one with the special tiger? The Black Baron? Yeah. The Whitman? Yes. Okay. So Whitman's Tiger 1 is 519 points veteran. Uh, that's a Tiger 1, so it's what you expect. He's got a special rule of fierce ambush. <laughs> Whenever this unit fires from ambush, it may fire its main gun twice. Same or different targets. <laughs> that's really good. That's spectacular, but wait, there's more. <laughs> wait, which one is this? This is the the Black Baron. This is his. This uh, is the Whitman's special tank. character tiger. <laughs> yes, special oh. character tiger one. Uh, so it's got skills, each of which may be used once per game. So lucky, we've heard about that one where he can just instead of uh, being killed, he's just oh, sorry. So when enemy sh- is about to roll a damage table chart, the roll is not made. The vehicle does not suffer from any further adverse effects from the hit. That's one. He's also got hair trigger, so he gets to fire after making a run move. Hey, where'd that rule come from? Right? I think the, I think they stole it from you, Jeff. <laughs> I think I stole it from them. <laughs> They've got, uh, I, I think these are, I think these are in Tank Wars, or some, something similar. Like, Eye for Train, I think, is from Tank Wars. These are Tank Wars. Uh, play when the vehicle ends its move at least 12 inches away from, in, end in cover from all enemies. The vehicle goes hidden. That's, that's awesome. Jesus. <laughs> that's... <laughs> How did you lose the tank? Well, that's the idea, right? Uh, battle awareness. Play after both sides have deployed. If both players wish to use this ability, roll to see who goes first. You may reposition his vehicle up to 12 inches away from its original position. Oh, Still my God. These are great one-offs, man. Oh, yep. 519 points? Jesus. Yeah. What's For a tiger, tiger one? one. Yeah. What's a regular Tiger one? Not uh, 519. A lot, though. Let me see. I got Easy Army open. I do. Uh, 395 for regular, 474 for veteran. So it's not, it's veteran at that price. So 25, 35, 45, about 50 points more. Totally worth every, every. Oh, yeah. Broke. Lucky, I love it. Lucky alone is worth it. Lucky is this... alone, lucky, but the battle awareness is incredible. Firing its main gun twice out of aim, out of ambush. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to this... give him some place you can put him in ambush, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is obviously how situation should be. Well, it can it can it can run and shoot, once 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 oh, whatever okay and then you just ambush. 
Uh, wow. Okay. No, I like it when it just, I like it going hidden. <laughs> and then like, it just disappears. What do you mean yeah. you lost a tank? It turns on the cloaking device. <laughs> right. <laughs> freaking Klingons. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah, wow. if this, uh, if the last scenario can be played either normally or can play be played to kill this tank, kill Whitman. Okay. But you're putting seven, eight tigers on the board? Three to three to eight tigers? Dude. And you said this is a bigger table? 12 by 8. Sweet. So that's yeah. like, that's four 6 by 4 tables. Right. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. That's the, where, are you put, where are you setting that up? Now they're, now they're at a gaming club. In a, in a park. Sure we are. We put all the tables to the sides and we play on the floor. Right? <laughs> Going old school. Just tape it off. Right? Don't step on my shit. Well, then you're, then you're setting up well enough that you can do those maps. Right? Sure. You know, the taller ones are on a hill and they, you can make them bigger. Actually, this is the perfect one to set up a little canopy tent and just play in the grass in a park someplace. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's an all-dayer. Yeah. 12 turns. But you're actually playing in the grass versus playing on a table. Yeah. So, so real one-to-one terrain. I was going to say, the terrain's provided. Yeah, right? You just got to find the right uh, the right layout. And this is also... Uh, you can you can do this three-player because you can have British and um, Canadian in addition to the Germans, so you can do the 2v1 Dude, on it. Why we should just do this scenario. Like, everyone get it, their tank, and we just meet uh, Do apart. we have eight tigers amongst us? I have one. Yeah. I have I one. Got, I got. I have one. There's three. <laughs> uh, uh, Ian's I, got at least one. Okay. I don't, Four. I don't think I have any tigers, so... Well, by the time we put it together, I could print a few more tigers. Right. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can buy, buy a few more... It would be cool to do, stake it out somewhere and just do it in the grass. What are the, what are the, what are the Canadians and the allies using? Shermans? Shermans. Shermans, Shermans, Shermans and fireflies, yeah. Oh, fireflies. I got tons of those. Okay. You have to like have giant like Best scenario giant in the book. Dice. Best scenario in the book right there. That one sounds yeah. like a lot well, of fun. That's probably my favorite special character, actually. Yeah, by far a killer character, too. You know, I actually think I... I don't remember the exact scale, but I think I own like a one twelve tiger tank. A what? Hmm. A bigger scale? Oh yeah, one to twelve. It's it's about that would be huge. Inches. Okay, it's massive. It's really cool. Well, we could play game. in like a football field then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know where we get the Shermans in that scale. <laughs> oh, I bet you we could find models all over the place in that scale. Yeah, I let's look at what we can get here. We can make like the world's largest bolt action game. Oh, it'd a, be hilarious. I dude, I totally, I, I do have a tiger like that. I picked it up when Toys R Us was going out of business. I had it on a clearance rack for like twenty bucks or something. It was like one thirty. What, what size? I think it's like one twelve. I mean, it's huge. One twelve. That is huge. It's. I mean, I, I mean it's seriously. It's got to be eighteen inches long. Here's a here's a one thirty five Sherman for a buck twenty five. Oh, thirty two dollars in shipping. Damn. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> one seventy second. That's too small. Yeah, that's really small. That's like Flames of War type size. Yep. 132nd is like, that's probably pretty close to, what is, what is, uh, bolt action scale? 156. 156? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not 112, it might be 124 then, let me see how big that is. Well. Oh, here we go. This is the thing I actually own. No, oh, no, mine's not already controlled. If it was, oh my god, that'd be amazing. That would be. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, this has got to exist somewhere. Uh, anyway, hell of a tangent here. 
Yeah, just FYI, playing a game of bolt action with one, say, 116 RC tanks, Tigers and Shermans, in the park. That went more than 12 inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there are Shermans, though. Oh, this would be hot. <laughs> I'm just trying hot. to figure out, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how you could get a bunch of cheap, big-ass tanks and play, like, basically in a football field. Right? Like... Kind of like, uh, have you been? You've been to Adepticon, that late night uh, Titans fight that happens. Yeah, something. Like you that, know, like yeah. the one where they set up that big city and it's on the ground, and it, I don't know, it's probably twenty feet by twenty feet. Yep. But make a make a tank war one like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Just a, just a bunch of inflatable tanks. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this scenario is pretty awesome. This looks like it'd be a ton of fun. This is a good club game. Yeah, for sure. Especially Have all your friends come size. into the club. Take a couple tanks. Well, if there's eight tigers, I think if you got eight tigers, you could have everybody not driving a tiger could be driving what two or three Shermans. Right. The yeah, yeah the Allied side could definitely have. We'll have definitely have more tanks. Yeah. That, but that, who gets to be the Black Baron is the. Well, you obviously you pick your 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 best player to be the Black Baron. <laughs> so you okay? Got it. <laughs> And then you just have it. Whoever whoever kills him, I don't know, you buy him wings that night or something. Whoever kills the Black Baron gets wings that night. And if no one kills the Black Baron, y'all have to buy his dinner that night. <laughs> okay. That could be fun. It's something like that. That'd be, I would have a blast doing this. This is like, we can make this happen. Uh, the, the whole four <laughs> tables put together is a little bit of a challenge for sure. But Yeah, well, that's what, <laughs> dude, would you stake out the Luce parking lot and play there? Right. Yeah, right. Like, well, there's no one there at night anyway. <laughs> right. The whole second parking lot would be available for us. <laughs> if they're still building the road there, we'd have plenty of training. We could just go grab a couple handfuls of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bringing old culverts and other weird random construction <laughs> equipment. Well, it wouldn't look out of place in a right. lot of places. We could know, just use boards. Yeah, we could just use our cones for corners. There you go. Yep. All right. Uh, so anyway, this looks like a ton of fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, by far the best scenario. Or I don't know. I don't know it looks if it's like the, best the most scenario, fun it looks scenario. Like a good scenario. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Doesn't seem to be hampering the Germans too much, and they got a badass character in there. So, yep. tigers are cool too. I mean, and tigers, tigers are, are cool. really. Cool. I mean, yeah. yes, tigers are cool. I mean, and, tank wars um, in general are pretty fun. Yeah, and so, so seldom played because they're so expensive in a standard bolt action game. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't seem competitive at all. And then we have another s- secret special character, but. He's above the scenario. I wonder if is he supposed to be in that scenario? Question mark. What are we looking at here? Uh, so I'm moving on to the end of the beginning. He's a tank commander, so uh, Major David Curry. Yeah. Uh, he's an officer, 195 regular. What is he doing? Uh, he replaces your major option in the Canadian Armored Division, platoon selector. I okay. can also replace a major and a generic reinforced platoon list when you allow special characters. Ooh. So he has, as depicted, 195 as an officer. He's got the dogged, the hated SS, which Canadians all get that. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh, he's personal reconnaissance, so he counts as an intelligence officer. Oh, that's nice. Cool. And Dale mentioned the tank commander. Exceptional aptitude for commanding tanks, meaning that any armored vehicle within his range can re-roll failed order test and morale checks. Whoa. Wow, that's really good, too. That is good. Mm-hmm. He's got to be within range of the tank, but... Uh, Would we say Major's 
or one fifty. One fifty, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn Solid. good. Intelligence officer is about a thirty-ish point. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. regular. Yeah, one fifty. So, eh. fifteen points for that personal. Yeah, no, fifteen points. It's worth it. He's Does good. he get the major rules then? Though. Yeah, he's a major. He's a major. It says he replaces a major option in the reinforced platoon, but that doesn't mean he gets the major rules. Well, I mean, his, his title is Major David Curry. So. I, I mean, it makes sense, but I, mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think his parents made him major either. Yeah, it doesn't actually say it counts as a major, but I think... That's it. it. Next kid, next kid, I'm I naming major something or another. <laughs> right. I'm just, like, his team is one officer. It, does, it doesn't say he's a major. I mean, it doesn't say know. that he doesn't fly, so maybe he can I fly. know, I know. <laughs> yeah. okay. I might be being a little too obtuse on that one, but it just feels like the word replace... Because it would be well, counts as a major option, a major in the reinforced platoon. Well, then you'd be like, what it says counts as, it's not say he is. Yeah. Uh, no, there's something about the word replace that I'm not having. I'm not. So you can't have him well, and a major. Sure. Okay. Fair. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think mm. I think that's what they're aiming at. I don't. Right. Know. The I English language they're... sucks. Yeah. And right. There's just too many ways you can say the same. Thing I think thing. they're trying to specify how he is selected. As part well, of right, which selector, and then he, you can also put him in a selector for a generic reinforced platoon. So. Right. I'm just, I'm still confused by that though, because it, it replaces a major option, but that's a zero one slot anyway. So it's like you couldn't yeah, take does, two of them. It doesn't you're right. Make, it's, it does seem inconsistent with what we say. I'm so. nitpicking words here because I don't. I think it is meant to replace a major, yeah. and it counts as a major. Right. Anyway, uh, so scenario thirteen. He's in it. He, right. well, he can be. Can be. He can be. We I mean, take majors. It's okay. like the most normal-looking board diagram ever. Yeah, it's just... in the book. Yeah, I mean, it's so, fine. It's and then German, Germans get forty percent point advantage in this one. So Oosh. I imagine they're defender. Ouch. Forty percent. Yikes. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. I'm sure the victory conditions reflected otherwise. So they generally do. Uh, victory. Canadian gets one point for each enemy infantry unit and three points for every vehicle destroyed or unable to exit the boards. The Germans are trying to escape, it sounds like. So they get more points but are trying to run away. And there's just one point, the one bridge that they can cross. Yep. Oh, there you go. And I do like that they they have accounted for the idea of a armored vehicle brave blowing up on it. Uh, that's you can push it out of the way if you have a vehicle with higher armor value than the one that you're pushing. There you go. Yeah. So you can get shit out of there if it gets stuck, which is smart. Right. I do like they have rules for pushing vehicles off the bridge if something gets canned on the bridge. Yeah, right? Like that one uh, Pegasus bridge game where you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Austin powersing your tank across the table here. <laughs> it, it, was, it was effective. It, worked, it, was, so. it was very effective, but it was also probably... Borderline gamey. Yeah, this is <laughs> a course, super. Yeah. This is a super brutal push through scenario. God. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, I mean the idea everything's got to go through that damn bridge. Mm-hmm. There's like a choke point. Yeah, that's not so yeah. fun. Singular choke point. Where they're uh, they're what the hell are those called? The flop sacks. Flop sacks. You need the land washer schlepper to just put everything in there and just amphibious your way across the river. <laughs> the washer schleppers. Okay. I mean, cool. I mean, that was the 13th. That was that's the scenarios. Yep. yep. So All right. 13 so now, fewer than we typically see, but 
there's a lot of meat in those. So. A lot of meat in them. And uh, considering that they took long. almost 80 pages for, like, uh, I suppose it's closer to 75 pages of just scenarios. It's only 13, so they really have a lot of depth yeah. into yeah. tailoring those scenarios. Yes. It Read seems, them carefully. Yes, for for darn sure. There's, there's what, each one is like four or five pages long by the looks of it. Yeah. They're huge. Yep. So, and, I mean, I, what you used to see, but there are some good pictures and... Um, some maps. I think this is the one with the most maps that we've seen as well. So, yep. Uh, the pictures really got my uh, making gaming boards juices flowing. Yeah, these okay. are some really nice looking boards. Sure. Uh, should we talk about some units then? Because I think that's the next step. Uh, this hundred and twenty some pages of that basically at this point. Well, well, there's some things uh, here that stuff. theater selectors to us. Yeah, I think and there's army lists. We'll get to those. Yeah, later. I think. I think this book finally includes a couple of things that people have been looking for for quite a long time. So, I think we'll let's dive in. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. So let's talk about some new British stuff, right? That's first on the list here. It yep. Looks like. Yep. Uh, so they have an armored car support slash assault section. Uh, yes, I was waiting for this. <clears throat> You were waiting for this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. So just right. said we were waiting. On, some people are waiting on stuff. This is the one I was. Th- waiting this on. isn't the there's, one. There's two things in here that are going to be a big deal. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So you want to uh, breeze over and get to the get to the. Meat? I mean, no. I mean, this one's cool in the sense that it gives you a better hidden role. Well, they got the recon troop special role. They're mm-hmm. first of all, they're generically costed. They're you know the. the Five guys for thirty-five in experience, fifty-eight regular, sixty-five veterans. So they're oh, but they're they're, they're actually m- tricking you because it's way more expensive than that because you have to buy a half-track white uh, scout car or armored truck with it. There is that. Yeah, so yeah. it's not exactly cheap. So and All they right. can yeah. So what they are, what they are. Yep, right, uh, exactly. Anti-tank platoon rifle detachment. Okay. Uh, do we want to touch on the... Because a lot of these are going to have some special rules. Do we want to go over those first before we... Or do we want to hit them no, after? Let's hit them as we go if we if we can come across yeah, we better them. hit them as we go. It's well, going to be the easiest way. Well, I mean, so I, okay. these may not be, Luckily, include, may not be used as up. a generic reinforced platoon selector. So these are just... Um, in this so, book. Uh, in this book yeah. only. Yeah, book specific, so. yeah. Right. Yeah, so... Um, 33 regular, and you're, so 11 points a guy, basically... Um, you can do, you can have one give a, a light mortar. You can have an option for light machine gun. They are trained gunners, yeah. uh, which the HQ staff is made up of soldiers who have spent a great deal of time working on them. Uh, the unit counts as artillery for purposes of recruiting guns. So it's a backup crew for a gun if you want it. Oh, yep. interesting. Kind of cool. Has some yep. has some cool kit. Can get a light mortar. It's, it's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, the next unit I do think people were waiting on. I have have been. Yeah, yes. I think lots of people have been waiting. They gave it to us in Western Desert, but then that book went up in flames almost literally. Uh, Royal Engineer section. Yes. Finally, a chance to put a flamethrower in a unit. Yeah. Uh, and, and are allowed at, in reinforced platoons. And at multiple experience levels. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's cool, because no. not, not limited of vet. U.S. Oh, sorry, the flamethrower are regular vet only. No inexperienced flamethrower teams, thank you. Well, that's that's fair, but that typically the engineers are always veterans, so this is nice. Right. Yep. I think it's only the Americans that have regular veterans. Yeah, it's the only other one that I remember, too, is that they, yeah. But 
there you go. You get your engineers and the Brits because they needed to have everything. Yeah, and it is a maximum of one selection. Only one Royal Engineer section can be taken in your reinforced platoon. Uh, so there's no spamming flamethrowers. Not in the British list anyway. They, no, thankfully. So, yeah. U.S. and Germans can still. They have it. a stubborn option. Yeah, you can yep. buy stubborn. Yep. One yep. If the section of airborne engineers, it must be veteran and pay to become stubborn. It's pretty awesome. Right. It's it's still cool. You can get stubborn veterans. And the force must include a paratrooper section to upgrade the Royal Engineers in this manner. Makes sense. Yeah. I, mean, so, I like would, it. That's why would cool. you not? That's that. I do think that's a flavorful. I like how they've a, a, addressed the the uh, airborne engineers. Yep. Cool. So I, they covered the bases really well here. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Then they got a Bren AA gun. Yeah. Right. It's, it's an LMG that is on a platform. <clears> Have <throat> thirty points. Yeah. It's on a platform, so it can, you know, spin around. It's only an LMG, though. Still cheaper than an MMG team. Right? It doesn't shoot as good, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's a pass. Oh, but look, you me. can pay more points than they get a twin brand. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, so for 45 points, you can get eight dice. That's on a platform. Yeah, suddenly better. And instead of 50 for three dice, it. Sorry, five dice. 50 points for an yep. MMG team. Megan the Twin makes it worth it. This counts yeah. as an anti-aircraft gun for the purposes of the generic reinforced platoon selection. So, so it's, so it's taking your artillery spot. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So, I'm but gonna, if you're if you're playing a light, if you're playing an all-infantry force anyway, like you want to be mobile, yeah, then it's fine because you're yeah, not going to take a, a gun anyway. Right. And this is a way to get an eight. Let's see. Fixed, so you're going to have to see. Yeah, okay. That's a little pain in the ass. Well, it's on a platform. Yeah, it's also fixed, so you're not going to be able to move and shoot with it. So you're going to have to set it up to shoot. So, right, but you can still pivot and shoot. Yeah, without it's just penalty. toads because it's a light machine gun, not a medium machine gun. Or anything yeah, that part sucks. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, eh, eh. Okay, I don't know that I take one, but maybe. I wouldn't leave my twenty-five pounder off the board. So. Well, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, then uh, they've got the M4A4 flail tank. So basically, the only difference between a normal one and this is the flail. Yeah, right. right. You can just clear kill, minefields. Kill minefields. Yeah. Yep. And uh, got once, because it looks like if it moves into a tank minefield, the flail's destroyed. Which is what would happen if it hit a mine, right? right? Yep. Yep. They just put a new one on. Just means if you, if for some reason you've defensively invested in multiple anti-tank minefields. You can laugh at the guy when he can't get through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's that. That's some 4D chess right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Wasp 2C. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is at a 140 points regular forward-facing flamethrower on the front arc, forward-facing pintle-mounted MMG, and a forward-facing light mortar. This is the this is the Canadian wasp. So, yep, it's I cool think it needs see. more guns on it. Right, right. Well, and it's got the uh, so it's a small vehicle flamethrower. So it's uh, limited to twelve inches, which is the vehicle flamethrower rule. Its hits are multiplied <laughs> by d six. It doesn't get the plus one on the end. Oh, all right, fine. But it's limited to twelve inches. That's so. And it can either fire the Pintle MMG or the light mortar, but not both, in addition to the flamethrower. Okay. 
I want to I want to raise a point here. Stop copying and pasting, guys. Yeah. You know, this is we're we're how many years into second edition and we're still saying things like limited to twelve inches on a flamethrower. Come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's uh, the universal carrier chassis, so it has the turn of the spot rules. That's cool. Uh, plastic armor. Wait, hang on. Wait, on a vehicle flamethrower, how do you calculate hits? A D6 plus one. Not this one. This one's only D6. That's not what it says. And the number really? of hits is only multiplied <laughs> by D6. Well, I guess it's one times D6. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> it doesn't right. say it flies either, Dale. Come on. <laughs> oh. Wow. Good one. It's a wasp. I mean, it's implied, right? Well, I see, I see multiplied, and I'm thinking... Right, if you're multiplying by D six, the one hit is multiplied by D six. Wow! If you hit right, you're doing thirty six hits. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm just trying to figure (laughs) out where have we ever seen any kind of multiplying hit before? And I thought there was right. I just that was that's version one vernacular. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, So yeah, so it can have the plastic armor for twenty points. It can go up to an eight plus. It's still open top, but eight, eight plus. Stead. That's not so bad. A plus is nice if you don't care about pins. No, you still don't right? really care about pins. Oh, and right? the last thing, the wasp ignores all pins. On, no, wait, that's, that's not Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that would be right for a British. That's because it's, oh, it's Canadian. The British ignores all pins. Yeah, this is Canadian. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so we got some cars. I don't think there's anything to write home about, so I think we can just keep moving. No. Fox, no I like cars. The fox is something to write home about. You think so? Well, uh, I'm a little sad that it's a HMG and not a and not a light anti tank gun, but it's got an HMG and a coaxial MMG on an eight plus recce close top. Armor oh gun. yeah, for, for one hundred five points. points. That's, yeah, that is actually kind of good. That's a lot of daca daca. Yeah, for one hundred five points, it's just for one hundred five yeah. close top eight plus light. Tank. Yeah. If you could yeah. fire them both, I'd be on board. But it's either either the it? HMG or the MMG coaxial. Oh, yeah, it's true. And it's not hull-mounted HMG, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's co-axle, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you got to right. pick. It counts for generic reinforced platoon. There you go. You know, I if like it looks the Fox cool. Armored car. It looks yeah. cool. Then I like yeah. it. Not sure I'd take it, but I like it. It looks like it can move, too. So. Yeah. Dude, it Pretty looks quick. like it has a giant fucking gun on top of it. Why is it not shooting like a normal... Like, like you said, why is it not a light anti-tank gun? I think it's sweet looking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 50 caliber, so... Yeah, I guess it is only 50 cal. Uh, Lynx. Which is hilarious, because that's almost the size of anti-tank rifles in some armies. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have made it a 2+. plus, But whatever, it's cool. I like the A-plus. It's just hard to kill. Good in a sure. recon list. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway, um, let's, let's talk about a water weasel. I want to talk about water weasels. You want to talk about my water weasel? Not about your water weasels. Oh, okay. Just water just, weasel. Yeah, right? The transport the toes. M29 Weasel can be amphibious, so you can drag your freaking tank, your uh, howitzer across the, light howitzer across the river. There you go. <laughs> if there's a thing you need to do. Does know. the howitzer make it too? I, I I don't know. Is it like Oregon Trail? Like you have to roll? Nice. <laughs> oh, we sunk. You lost three oxen. This, this may be the worst transport I've ever seen. <laughs> the Weasel? Yeah. It's well, open I mean, it's topped. an armored carrier. It's, it's seven. It's seven. What transport is it? Well, it's a universal carrier chassis again. 
All right. You can turn on the spot. Yeah, yeah. turn on the spot. Yeah, I like that. And it can wreck you, but there's no weapon and there's no option to take a weapon. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an artillery tow. It's not meant to have weapons. With a transport of, of a capability of five men. I just... That's the universal carrier. Right. Right. That's what it is. It's right, but there's no weapon option. Well, right. how much is a mule team? Like 12 points? Yeah, but they can't swim, dude. Hey, I played Oregon Trail. <laughs> Sometimes they get across. Yeah, could they drag? Could they drag? The, could they drag your howitzer across too? I don't know. I mean, it's a thing. Whatever. Uh, hey, uh, I'm just gonna keep going here because that that one that's all the excitement in those. We get an ambulance in here. Yeah. yeah. All right. A and it counts. Platoon. And it counts. Yeah. It counts as an ambulance for your gen- generic reinforced platoon. I don't know. That yeah, but it's an open top. Well, at least it's armored. Right. The regular ambulance yeah. that's in FAQ is a soft skin. Yeah, six plus ar- soft skin, right? Yeah, so this is yeah. armored. Armored open top. Mm-hmm. So it's got the medic within six inches. Yeah. It's cool. Oof. Infantry and artillery, so. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, they, I see the Canadians like to name stuff after animals. I've seen lynx since. Now we got yep. otter. Well, these are still British. Yeah. Well, it's Canadian. No, it's Canadian, so. Okay. (laughs) It was designed and built by Canada. Uh, Yeah. The one here on the... There's one here that I like. So... Oh, let's talk about it. Yeah, so they... And it's a different approach in this book than I... than I recall seeing in the past ones. Um, But it may be just their approach to... I, I mean, if... If you're still with us, you've probably noticed that <laughs> there's a ton of Canadian options in here because there is a Canadian selector that we're going to talk about in a little bit, which is one of the things I think some people have been looking for. Sure. And so um, as part of that, they wanted to build out, and I'm sure, I'm assuming they wanted to build out the list and include as much as they can. And so um, they've got the Staghound, Mark One Armored Car, and a number of options that you can put onto it. Love the Steggy. Yeah. And um, you can take out the MMG and the light anti-tank gun and replace it with a medium anti-tank gun. So you're ending up with an armored car with recce and a medium anti-tank gun, which I think is is really good. For, almost for a, a Puma. Fairly, it's almost yep. a Puma, yeah. Almost a Puma. <clears throat> for a marginal point upgrade, for sure. Yeah. Ten points yeah for more, a, I think for a light point upgrade, it's great. Yep. I think it's pushing it to 175, though. And Pat Astegi's an eight plus, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's really yeah, solid. It's, really, it's, it's basically a yep, promo eight for plus a little with bit an more medium with recce, which yeah. I think makes it really strong. Totally, so, I like that. Cool, especially if it looks good. So, yeah, and they got a bunch of like extra options that the can that were available to the Canadians, so it's like Ram Kangaroo. Options, Sorry, one forty five, so one fifty five with the medium anti tank gun. Yeah, one fifty five. Dude, it's cheaper. It's five points cheaper. That's brilliant. So you've got an effective tank hunter against opposing tanks for 100 points less and the defensive ability with Reki on it. So yep. Yep. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, generally only one point of armor less than a medium tank. So. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great everywhere except that board where it's all trees except the road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's very solid. Yeah, I like that one. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving along to German units. Looks units. to me like someone tried to scratch the S off that units here for the cover page for this, but it didn't work out. <laughs> Cause it looks like they just shot at it a little bit. Because um, there's one of them. <laughs> yeah, singular unit. Who wants to pronounce that one? Heldenklau? That's it. 
Wow. Sounds good. I've been I've been doing uh, Rosetta Stone on the side. <laughs> I'm not. I'm joking. Nice. Uh, who would take this unit? Thirty points inexperienced for four guys with rifles. Five guys. Five guys. Five guys. Five guys. Five guys. But the NCO doesn't count as an NCO because they. <laughs> we'll read it in a second, sir. Uh, you just get five guys. <laughs> you can add up to five more at six points. Six points each. Uh, okay. You can put an LMG for only fifteen points. Why? Because they're already overcosted. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because why not? You have a Panzerfaust for five. Yep. Hey, all right. They've at least given them. Never going to hit anything with. Right. Right. They have the "We Ain't Foot Sloggers" rule. Wait. Wait. I'm so confused because it's. Well, I get why they're doing this. (laughs) Because you can have uh, exchange your rifles for pistols at no cost. Because why would you do that? Well, the NCO and one man can exchange. Right, and then the next rule is that they lost their NCO. It counts as having lost their NCOs. Right. Well, these... Yeah, um, that's the we ain't foot sluggers, meaning yeah. the count is... So the morale is reduced by one. Yeah, so these... Inexperienced and lost morale, yeah. Yeah, these guys, um, they weren't, like, front-line uh, trained military right. personnel. They were logistics people. Look, and, look at the bright side. If a sniper yeah. shoots your NCO off the this squad, you don't care because you're already treated as having oh, lost your... Oh, dear NCO. God. And then minimal training, they don't get their special rules, so you can't you can't replace the NCO you don't have, right. or or get the extra dice on the freaking weapon that they have. The fifteen point LMG yeah. does not have the extra dice, right? You get or because the gun functions more poorly in the hands of a noob. Yeah. Yes, or uh, if they find themselves in a tiger tank, you wouldn't. <laughs> you think it's coincidence? There's a tiger two and a Panzer four right below it, right? Right. <laughs> um, we got to stop. Bitching about German stuff because they're going to start giving us even this that unit. We can play with. Even this unit knows Tiger Fear sucks, and they're like, "No, we're, we don't get that yeah, rule." Right, right. We aren't associating with those guys. I think, there's like a, I think there's a drinking game someplace to make the most worthless German unit and put it in a book. Um, this one's winning. Uh, how many points is a normal inexperience? Are they even cheaper than normal? No. Yes, they are point cheaper. Oh, point. They're, yeah, they're all point cheaper. cheaper. Okay. Yeah. Normally seven is an experience. Yeah. Okay. So, so I they can't have a Panzerfaust. So I mean, <laughs> they don't know what to do with it. Thirty-five points gets you a Panzerfaust and nothing else, and you you basically well five wounds. Actually, you know what? This squad's if this is sort of like if you didn't want to play Hitler Youth because they're Hitler Youth, mm-hmm. but right. you wanted the same effectiveness. And you wanted to paint up some mailmen and the dog catcher, and, right? And, yeah. You know, some some overweight clerk, you know, and right, uh, right. Um, you know, a couple old men on crutches. I don't know. Jesus, a chef, a chef. Oh, that'd be. Oh my God, that'd be a great squad. It's a chef and his like sous chefs, and like, all in their chef hats. It's like the hot pot, the, the Hobbit hot pot, or with the pants. Yes. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Okay, I like this unit more now because it it could add some flavor for sure, but literally because they're chefs. Right, I mean, you could do a really sweet, uh, a sweet display board with with your chefs on it. You know, I mean, they've set up a little, you know. You you could do um, all of it though, right? Kielbasa stall. You could have like a beer, five man beer team and a five man sausage Oktoberfest. Yeah, you have the polka band and you got a polka band. You got the chef. (laughs) You could probably mix in some of those uh, the waitress ladies. What are you? Yeah, the the beer beer wenches wenches wenches. I was trying to think of something better to call them, but yeah. I mean, that's I think that's what the dark... I don't know what they're called in real life. I don't life. know what they're called. My Bavarian also, um, hostesses. Helden, they, are, they are part of a generic reinforced platoon. Yeah, Helden Klau. The beer are? No, the, the squad. <laughs> the, um, it, it's, it means hero claw. 
So I mean, you know, hero claw, really? hero claw, yeah. Dude, oh, you could have like a a film unit in there too. Guys with cameras and stuff, you know, they're taking. Well, no, because then then they'll, someone will think it's a war reporter, and those aren't allowed almost anywhere. Yeah, well, uh, hmm, yeah. So that's the German unit. Yeah, just just the one. So well, as good as that one is, it's probably best they stopped. Okay. Well, I mean, most of the others. I mean, you can find everything else in other. Books, everything so. else is covered somewhere. Yeah. So they're they're right. called uh, they're called Der Der, Der Kellner is uh, sorry Germans people that serve alcohol at Oktoberfest. Just okay. FYI. All right, cool. Whole squads of them, man. Just whole army of them. Why not? Just just women holding beers. Everybody feel bad. They wouldn't shoot at them. Then you'll win. Right. It's an objective. Serve drinks. Yeah, just just bring shots of schnapps with you. <laughs> this sounds like a great Adepticon. All right. I think we've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, schnapps at Adepticon? Yeah, no, probably that, not. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I, I don't think we're allowed to drink at Adepticon. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to have shrimp. I'm not allowed to drink. I'll you're have not the allowed shrimp. to drink. I'm not allowed to have shrimp. <laughs> yeah. You eat the shrimp and I'll drink. <laughs> Deal. Except, wait, no, that sounds awful. What you experienced sound sounds way worse than what I experienced. And mine was very much self-inflicted. Uh, anyway, all right, let's 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 move along here. Uh, so we get some new theater selectors as well. This is where I think people are waiting for is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's skip it. Okay, yep, and we're moving on. Thanks for listening to us. We are <laughs> Snafu Podcast. Over and out. Yep. Yeah, peace. Uh, so now we get a British, new British. Swear to God, selector. Pat, put it like a five-second break. In there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Start the music. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean? There's 45 minutes left. It's 45 minutes to play backwards. You hear me brushing my teeth. <laughs> just farting. <laughs> just random noises as if you're... Going about your day, just pat, clicking on the keyboard, uh, tangenting. Let's talk about the new army lists. There's a lot of them. Right. So, well, there's some new selectors, and I think um, what's interesting about the selectors is, uh, well, the one thing I found interesting about the selectors is the um, the um, artillery or the mortar-specific uh, like selectors. The mortar line. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's... Um, it's the spotter it's, thing, right? The spotter thing, but you find the, your selections are slanted towards whatever the platoon is that you're building towards. So clearly, a mortar platoon would have access to more uh, mortars than you would find in an anti-tank up to platoon six. or a reinforced platoon. What up to six, uh, three mandatory, and another zero three. Right, and so what I like is that they're um, putting special rules into uh, if you take this reinforced select reinforced mortar selector, then you get the um, the spotter rule. So, and the spotter is that he acts. You get one. Is it one per two or one per three? In some cases, uh, in some cases, just one, and he acts as a spotter for all of them. All right. I think I think typically any spotter can spot for any mortar on the board. So, which is. Awesome. Uh, let's see. So there's the mobile spotter rule. Um, so spotter be given his own Bren. Ooh, that's a different guy. That's that's a here. Here's a spotter and a Bren carrier. Go have fun. Uh, with that. For plus ten. Yeah, but yeah. Yep. 
but still, it gets so a So platoon spotter, uh, the gun troop was focused on a single platoon for four artillery guns, so the gun troop reinforced platoon is limited to one spotter. All guns in the platoon can draw a line of sight from the platoon spotter. Right, and s- some selector special rules for platoon <coughs> spotters, you can have one spotter for every two medium mortars, and then all mortars in the platoon can draw a line of sight from any of the platoon spotters. So it depends upon which platoon you're, you're pulling from, but... You kind of see that, so which is nice. yeah. Then yeah. there's the artillery one, which is you know uh, two mandatory, and then another zero two artillery. I think that's one I was reading on. Oh, I'm seeing the mortar one now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can add additional crew to the 25 pounders to a maximum of six, so they can go from three to six. And so I like nice. I, I like that um, they're giving special rules as kind of a bonus. And so, you know, there's sure. a, a machine gun reinforced platoon. There's um, a re, uh, artillery gun troop. There's a, a mounted or a mobile one. And so the special rules there aren't as exciting. It's like if it's a mobile or mounted infantry platoon, then everyone has to have uh, transport or the artillery one, everyone has to have a tow. Well, those are all kind of things you're already going to do. I'd like to see something that's more exciting. In the rule, right? Like, you know? yeah, it gets a free move or something, or like, yeah. Or yeah. If, if you've got the transport one, then you know you get a you get half of your troops or tra- have transports for free, like cheap transports mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Or every yeah, yeah, for every one you get one for free, same cost or something or whatever. Right, right. So something that kind of goes into something that you can get excited about, you know, collecting and trying out and those kinds of things. So, sure. And then here's where they kind of start to get interesting with the armored divisions. So they highlight the Desert Rats, the Black Bull, All-Seeing Eye, which is the guards, and then the Polish armored division. And they swap out their normal national characteristics for specific ones based on those. Yeah, which is cool. Cool. That is cool. Which is very cool. Yeah. And we won't... We'll let you find those out yourself because there's a lot of them, and they they do kind of tailor to or towards what they were. So, I I do like that they don't let you just pick whatever you want. I will tell you that the Polish armor do get the vengeance rule from Same. the British, and that one is the if you're within 12 inches of enemy at the start of a turn, you can roll a d6 on a four plus. You get to remove a pin before giving that order. That's awesome. In this case, right. Yeah. Hey, guess what? There's some German ones in here, too. What? And some German selectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yuck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, but um, not yuck in a good way. This first one is... Static uh, division sounds like it's just brilliant. Hot. Uh, it, there's some RNG in this one. I mean... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the best troops. They're sitting there, and then... They got a Goliath. You've got the second oh, yeah, line so at best. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you've got the second line at best rule. That's the brutalest thing I've seen. Like that's yeah. Okay. Although I well, guess not if you roll sixes. So <laughs> right. I suppose. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I want you to go through that rule real quick. Yeah. What's that? What What is that rule? All right. So um, yeah, second line at best is part of the static division reinforced platoon selector, which is a new German theater selector for this book. And basically, no one—you can't have anything veteran for this selector. And then, 
Um, you roll a die for each one of your infantry units um, before the game starts, and you consult a table. D6, obviously. One is bad, um, depending upon what you have. So if, if, if it's a regular unit and you roll a one, then they're downgraded to inexperienced. If they're inexperienced, you roll a one, they're downgraded to shirkers. And they're, if, if they're the Ostrupen, um, they have to take a down order for their first turn. Two to five, no effect. Six, then it's a little bit better. Ostrupen, they lose their shirker. Inexperienced, they're upgraded to regular. And then your regulars are um, given the stubborn rule. So, you know, I mean, meh. Yeah. So it's, I, I, but I mean, if, if, if you had the book and, and you're running through the scenarios, then this is the extra, another extra layer there that just kind of helps well, you. I mean, okay, you let's, know. let's just keep, let's just keep layering the, uh, the shit on the stack here. Cause the next roll is reluctant, meaning they take in, they have to take an, anytime an artillery takes a, or, Artillery or team weapon fires, it has to take a check and an additional pin marker. So even if it has none, it still takes one out, out of minus one. Yeah, it's like, well, you, you, Germans <laughs> like get what? to find out what Tiger Fear is like. <laughs> or the old right. Tiger Fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but you can also take an LMG or MMG for minus five points in exchange for losing the Hitler's buzzsaw. All right, so this might not be a selector that you opt for at Unless Bud Eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's probably not. Uh, I mean, you know. This, so. the, you, you take this if you're playing this campaign. Yes. and But that's kind of what you expect in a campaign book. Yeah, I'm going to say that's what this book... I mean, I think this book is clearly not for competitive players. This is definitely to play these scenarios. Well, right. I mean, there, there are a few things, and we're going to get to the good stuff here. In a Although, bit, I would take that mortar selector. Yeah. <laughs> Six mortars sounds like a bad day for somebody. Right? I would love to play against that list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, up and downs. It's got well, yeah, because you're only getting, like, two infantry. I think you're zero oh, yeah, to yeah. an actual infantry. Yeah, good point, actually. Well, you can take another... Could you take another normal select or normal theater or not normal? A normal reinforced platoon with it? Or would they have to be the same? Depends on tournament rules. Well, I mean, I'm thinking Bug Eater. Right? Yes, they they do not have to be the same platoon. Right. They don't have to seem to be the same platoon type, so. Right. You take a normal British selector at that point. Mm -hmm. Or Canadian, whatever. Anyway. Cool. Uh, How about the next one? We take the next one to a tournament that allows theater selectors. The Panzer Normandy reinforced platoon. Wasn't this a tank one? No. No. It's a here Grenadiers. It's Grenadiers. Panzer Lear. This is pretty good. Uh, as far uh, as Demonstration division. All oh, units okay. must be veteran with the exception of transports and tows, which can be regular. Elite leadership. Uh, they discard D2 pin markers rather than just one when they pass an order check. Also, when you do a snap to action, which is nice. I thought this was their elite Panzer demonstration um, unit. I thought it was just the Panzers, but it's not. So, okay. Now, zero three Panzer Shrek teams. I mean, they're expensive, but they're really good. Right. Well, veterans, you know, best best upgrade for your points. Dropping D two pins. Pretty good. Yeah, that's good. For the officers, by the way. So, it's an interesting choice. I, w- if you're going to take an elite force, this is maybe it may be worth exploring. 
the three Panzer Shreks is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of spreads that. Zero two out. medium machine gun teams. Yeah, yeah I'm all over that one. Yeah. Only uh, well, uh, only six four squads. squads. To two to two to six. Oh, yeah, you have your baseline too. And oh, I, I missed a two, two at five. the top. I was so confused extra, for a second there. Yeah, yeah okay. You got an extra squad in there. Yep. That's not bad. A veteran, it's though. I mean, bad. still kind of. Well, no, no Nebel Worker, though. That's too bad. Well, you can have a Puma. You still get your 88, dude. Veteran 88 I in there. I still get my 88, though. Yeah, that's true. You just make your Veteran 88 out of this, and you just have a bunch of. You still only have one Pioneer squad, though. Yeah. Still interesting. Uh, you get some extra benefits for taking it if you can. I like that. I like, I like that they're layering on some new rules for theater selectors if you can mm-hmm. do them. I agree. All right. Um, let's Armored observation post vehicles. Yeah, let's talk about this. The OP that is OP. Sounds great. Sounds like the British get more fun stuff. Well, everyone kind of does. Fair. So this basically is a vehicle that has your uh, artillery forward observers in it. Okay. Armored. Armored, yep. So they're zero one, uh, and basically they're just they look like the rest of the tanks of whatever unit they're in, except for they don't usually have the main gun. And if you give them a fire order, they can do their artillery strike thing. Yeah, sweet. But that's all they can do. Right, they don't get to fire their other gun because right. most of them have MMGs and or HMGs or whatever mm-hmm. MMGs. Yep. But it also means your artillery observer, after he's called in a strike, isn't useless anymore because now he's in a fucking tank with a machine gun. Right, right, and he's probably yeah. fairly survivable. So, for example, like the the British one, they get a, they have a, a Cromwell for 120 points. Right. He's got the he's got the artillery observer or air observer in there, and a hull mounted MMG, and a nine plus chassis. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, can't complain about that. Yeah, and it counts as your observer. So, mm-hmm. what you're paying for? What they're 175 points or 100 points? Air observers are 75. Uh, mm-hmm. Artillery observers are 100. Right. So an extra 20 points, you can have the Sherman artillery forward observer with a whole mounted MMG. That's a great 20 point upgrade if you're if you're running an artillery observer. So. Mm-hmm. Is that all it is, or is it just or is it just a transport for him? Uh, counts as an artillery unit. forward observer transport. Wait, oh, yeah, forward what? observer transport. Oh, yeah. So the armored uh, OP is an armored OP vehicle that is a transport vehicle, but may only transport artillery forward observer teams of up to three models. It doesn't actually. Aww. Oh, it doesn't replace. It's just a thing you buy him, and he has to get. So he's two hundred so and forty points. 220. Never 220. Yeah, that On makes his own. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. That's too bad, because that would be a great 120-point oh. option. What are you talking about? It's fine for British. <laughs> yeah, right, because it's free. Yeah, that's still silly. Yeah, until version 3 comes out. I mean, what? Right. Yeah. So, again, British Uber allies. <coughs> right. Well, so here's the, the Otter armored one is only 60. Okay, I'm it's open top and recce. I'm way less excited about these all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, these went from cool to kind of right because the otter the otter does reinforce that it is just the transport though, right? Because you're not getting an artillery observer for sixty points now. Yeah. Yes, right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. right. Like, 
Ooh, yeah. I, should, I should read the whole sentence. It's probably important. <laughs> read, the, read, the, read the something manual. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't do that here. Right. Oh, that's they, sad. they do count as generic reinforced platoon, so you can do this in regular if you want to. But it's so the British have a reason to. Everyone else is kind of like, eh. Right. 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 Fortunately. Or, or fortunately, if you're a British player. But so the, I don't know. I throw away 120 points just to give my artillery observer yeah. a, a cooler ride. Well, especially since they're pretty survivable. I, I said survivable, and I'm like, wait, they're survivable as it is. I don't they're, know. 120, 120 point, 9 plus tank with a machine gun ain't bad. It's still something they got to deal with, and it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's in addition to your normal tank slot. So well, And it's it's two order dice. It's two order dice, oh. and it's on because it's, it's a transport. I mean, it's a transport, yes. Not does not replace it. solid. I don't think it's worth two hundred and twenty points, but it might be worth a hundred twenty points. In right, the British list. right. Yeah, British list it might be worth it, but everyone else not so much. All right. Um, I think well, there's, as soon as the embarked artillery fire observer is given a fire order, then the vehicle receives a down order. So you definitely two order dice. Yeah, for sure. Now, so, if it was just an actual transport, and you could be like the Americans and stick three Ford observers in it, that'd be that'd be cool. Oh God! Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> the um, the only OP armored OP transport that caught my eye was the German one, based off of the Panzer chassis, because it comes with Tiger Fear. So, um, under the old sure. rules, we'd yeah. see these all over the place because oh, it doesn't sure. say. You have to take an uh, artillery forward observer. It just says it can count as a transport for one. And now it's an empty transport. Um, 420 oh, points. Good, yeah. yeah, for 120 points. Um, oh, it would be an empty transport. Yeah. You couldn't well, ram just it can't end up closer then. Oh, yeah. I suppose so if you just keep it in your back lines, where, well, again, we're still, we're talking the old Tiger Fear rule, but. Right. Yeah, the um, old Tiger Fear would be very nice. Yeah, this does become the cheapest way to pick up Tiger Fear. Um, sure. Yeah. Should yes, you be so, so inclined? Sorry, I read that other line about the transport guys. So. Yeah, well, it is a thing. Yeah. You... So that that kind of that kind of cheesed those pretty hard, didn't it? Well, it definitely took some wind out of my sails for liking them. <sighs> sorry, man. <laughs> you know me reading all the words and stuff. I, no, it's it, it makes it would have been too good otherwise. Uh, They've been everywhere. Go oh, for sure. We've been going on a while, guys. We still haven't gotten to the good bits, so let's, let's push. Let's, well, okay. So, all right. So, the next thing is new intelligence officers and chaplains. We know about those. Yep. Okay. They're new ones or they're the same? They're the same. They're the same. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, I just same rules effectively. New. <laughs> um, okay. So well, I mean, um, in the previous book, Germans got the um, intelligence unit. In this, in this one, the British have that option. So okay. they can have um, a, a intelligence unit. So I they mean, got that one from Bulge. Yeah. Yep. And then so. I'm not, I still am trying to figure out what the support officer guy is. Is this just He's basically like just a, look at the special rules? That's why you take him. Yep, trained okay. gunner, and he has the gun commander rule. So, so he's just kind of like he hooks up to your main. So the gun commander is he can basically snap two guns. Okay. And then the so, train gunners he can so he crew. so he babysits a gun pit and then you use him as a replacement crew if you need it, right? Yep. Cool. Okay. okay. But is he? I'm trying to figure out how how what it's, the hell is his point cost? 
It oh, depends upon. He he's an HQ choice. He's an HQ choice, so you can replace your lieutenant. I actually well, he, like you could this. take him as a lieutenant, a right. second lieutenant, second lieutenant, lieutenant, captain, or major. Right. I like this though because he gives you some other benefit. And he also can take um, up to five additional men. Yeah, so that's, you can have yeah. a big crew with him. That's cool. Yep. So there's a better option for your first lieutenant. Yeah, it's a more flexible option, place. and he comes yep. with the ability to actually kind of upgrade your artillery, which is cool. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting choice. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we've kind of talked about the new special units, new special rules, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've touched. We've, yeah, we've touched it's, them in places. When, We've touched them in hopefully nice places, though. Yeah. Chaplains we talked about. All right, great. Okay, let's get to the good part then. Let's All right, so here's the first thing that yeah. I think they finally, that they did that people were looking for. We actually have a commando army list here. Yeah. Yep. I've only got 20 of them painted. So their army special rules are unfreaking believable. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to go through those. Yes, we should. We shall. Okay, so this um, is this is a British Army list. This is an Army list in and of itself. Right. It's not a theater selector. It's an Army list. Right. So in the, instead of a British list, you will take a British commando list. Right? So they have limited support. Uh, command and reinforced platoons do not gain bombardment or artillery support special rules from Great Britain. Okay. Aw. That no. seems like a negative. Until uh, close quarters combat troops, uh, they have the benefit of tough as boots. Right. So they're making you select tough as boots. Yep. Okay. So so you have uh, in close combat for every three you get an extra dice attacking. Yep. Right. You have to take tough as boots. Uh, ready to take a charge. Oh, wait. You need oh, to finish reading that sentence. Oh, in addition to any national characteristic characteristic <laughs> chosen by the player. So you get tough as boots Plus, and something for free. else. Yeah. Right. I but, well, yeah, you're losing boots. your bombardment and your artillery. You're losing your, air, your artillery observer. That's, oh, that's okay. a huge loss. Okay, so you get an extra, <laughs> you get an extra <laughs> special roll. Yeah, sure. Got some tears running down my face right yes, now. I, right? I am. Can I have a minute here? Let's keep reading. Keep reading. Uh, ready to take charge. What's that, Pat? Um, this is... Uh, infantry, even if they are of lower rank, specifically select. Okay, so if commando loses an NCO, roll a dice on a three plus. Oh, we don't lose it. Uh, so you don't lose your NCO. But keep reading, Pat. There's wait. There's more. Team weapon uh, suffers exceptional damage on a roll of a roll three plus. Three or more in a, dead. Yeah. Okay, so it's sniper sniper safe too, to some degree. Two thirds of the so time you'll save your. They have some sniper insurance. Yeah, I mean two thirds of the time you'll save it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, hold wow. on, hold on. Yeah, I'm feeling feel a little hate on that one. I'm trying to read number ten interallied commandos too. So uh, this was a, a commando unit that included um, people from multiple nationalities. So okay. vengeance. Yeah. Instead of toughest boots, if you take. The number ten list, the interallied. Oh, sure. Portion. But you are also still entitled to a second national characteristic of your choice. Right. Yeah. So you get Which two special a... rules, and you lose the bombardment. Watch out. And the and the artillery observer. Okay, so you lose your free unit. Yeah, that's rough, man. Ah, oh, man. I think this is a good list, dude. Uh, freaking amazing. I Hang think on. they let did. Me, let me finish ordering like the rest of these commandos from Warlord, and I'll get back to you in just a second. So. 
<laughs> I like it. So they've got commando options for almost everything. So yep, and then they have some uh, some commando officers. Yep, which is just officers a little a little more point heavy. Well, because I mean, they're all veteran. They get behind enemy lines too. They though. get behind enemy lines. Yes, and now and now the HQ units are getting the rest of the commando special rules. Yes, they're getting tough fighter yeah. too. So yep. you're, yeah, you're. Uh, what's a heavy weapons officer do? Oh, gun gives you gun commander and train gunner. Okay. Yeah. So I, they've they they fleshed an, out an entire the new commando list. list. I like it. I love it. That's cool. Commando chaplain, even sweet. Yeah. So if you've ever commando medic, if you've ever wanted to get a commando list, and you're like, well, I mean, can I really do a proper commando list? I think this section right here is gonna gonna yep. be for you. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It is spectacular, and now finally a reason to actually put my commandos on the table. Yes. These are really good rules. Well, because they don't have Gurkhas in this list, so... The Royal Navy Beachmaster is funny in its sense, but not super... Uh, it's got some funny... funny. Uh, if it's got a rally order, it will make reserves via boat, landing craft, or amphibious vehicle. I'd ignore the minus one cover. Mm-hmm. To come in? Sure. Yes, yeah, the uh, yeah. So it's basically an extension of the behind enemy lines that it can yep, do to the yep. transport stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Sure. This sounds great. Uh, I love everything about it so far. They don't okay. get a flamethrower. And it's and it and it seems really complete. Well, they they get um, they get the engineer section. Well, they do. There we go. They get the right, new, so, so they get the new royal engineers. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got the engineer section. It's got all the HQ choices, the intelligence officer, the chaplain. You know, and so it's pretty complete in all of the selections that it can make, which is well, great. Wait, here you go. Here's another one that I, this is another little nugget in here that I totally glossed over the first time. The Army Commando subsection, you can add a commando lieutenant. Uh, note that this is an addition of a single officer model and uh, is not entire command HQ. So you can bring a five man squad and add a, another second Louie in there. Or a commando lieutenant. I'm not sure why you would do this necessarily, but you have the option. No, they still only get the piot. <laughs> they got all the mortars, and they have no vehicles. No, they they do get behind enemy lines. So, so right. I mean, they're so commandos. They, should, they shouldn't need them. So. But they get no they get no tanks. They get no artillery. There's all team weapons and infantry. Well, so it's pretty close combat oriented. So, well, yeah, tough as boots kind of look at you there. Yeah, infantry heavy, yeah. I, and they're, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna take your objectives and they're gonna hold them because <laughs> they're all freaking vets. I, I do think it's interesting. And tough I'm, fighters. I'm and what tough I'm fighters. what I'm gathering from these special rules in here, or what I'm seeing in here right now, says that it looks like you can add your Louis to one of your other units. Really. Yeah, right? So, like, because the Royal Navy Commando subsection has the capability of adding a commando sub, a lieutenant, command, commando lieutenant RN. Uh, go to the next one. has the same thing listed in there that you're allowed to bring a second Louis as part of this unit. So it is. it says it's an addition of a single officer model, not an entire commando officer HQ, with the option of further models. So it looks like you are able to bring your Louis in one of these units. Nice. Yep. 
You can get a medium motor team, commando medium motor team. That's really good. And you can't have your uh, separate flamethrower team. I mean, yep. they've kind of got you all, all the stuff in. except for the heavy, any of the heavy stuff. So All that commando team. That, There's a commando actually, engineer section in here, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dale mentioned okay. that. You got access to a flamethrower. You got access to a medium mortar. You're fine. Yeah. You got access to piats. Yeah. You don't have any artillery. You don't have any armored vehicles. You don't have any armored cars, but... Uh, I think seeing this on the table would scare me a little bit. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I guess you only see half of it because the ref's going to freaking outflank you anyway. Yeah, that and, and and that's a fair point. I mean, it's not a combined arms, rich opportunity opportunity kind of a list. It it's a commando list, and I think that it falls. It it's really well fleshed out, and it's going to hundred percent. You know, knock it out of the park as far as those guys that are really interested in doing a commando, a commando style. Oh, list, so I would, I'd be on it. I'm all over this one. Yeah. Uh, motorbikes. Let's go over motorbike rules again, really quick, just out of curiosity. Those are not yeah. like bikes. Those can go on normal ground. They can't. It's not just roads, correct? Yeah, they can go across yeah. normal ground. They're wheeled. They're yeah. like they're basically like a wheel transport. Wheel can make as many turns that. as you want. Okay. Yep. So you can get a you can get a unit of nine dudes with uh, SMG or Tough Fighter, but they just come with Tough Fighter, right, obviously. Um, right. Oh, they're nineteen points a pop. Ouch. Yeah. For but, all the motorcycle attachment. Yeah, yeah. The, but the motorcycle attachment is kind of cool because you basically get a transport without the transport. Yeah, and they'll get they'll get where you want to be. Right, and if you give them SMGs, that's pretty. They can be that's twenty one points a model, but they'll, they'll pew 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 stuff pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. you got everything. You got yeah. all. You just don't have weapon. You don't have any. Uh, no artillery. No. No armor card. No tanks. You got, no you got mortars and shit. You, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not crying for you. You get two special rules. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, uh, you get some yeah. special characters too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. How much is a cast? Very cool. What's that? How much is a captain? 120, 130? Uh, 125 regular. Or, excuse What's... me, 125 veteran. 110 regular. Okay. I've got a 135. I'm just looking at Captain Patrick K-R-M. And no, he's not actually spelling that. It's Patrick K-R-M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's K-A-Y. <laughs> it's not the letter K followed by the letter R. It's the letter M. Right, because he he's got an illogician. Like, it's an interesting little thing where you can add one extra selection from any single option presented in the infantry selection of the theater selector. So there's your second engineer squad. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. For a little bit more. I mean, obviously, he's still captain, so you've got to... And you're on the captain. Yep. Yeah, you're getting the captain's benefit. That's really good. It's it's an interesting... I mean, for a list that has no other tricks, that's kind of a cool one. Anyway. Uh, and then they've got Captain... Kiefer. Kiefer. Yeah, good old Kiefer. Uh, any unit activated by him automatically succeeds when testing to carry out an assault. Okay. He's a, a veteran major at 175. I, I like it. Yeesh. Still pricey. Yeah. But, you know, still, still characters. Yep. And then they got some theater selectors for those guys. Well, uh, so did here's... You catch, did you catch a special rule? Which one? Kiefer's? 
Leads from the front? Yeah. 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 Automatically seeds carrying out an assault? Jesus Christ. Yep. With tough fighter guys, that's amazing. Any unit acted by activated by him. Yeah, that's so like... a major. So snap to action, what, four units and they all successfully assault? <laughs> wow. I mean you really gotta be up in their grill. <laughs> well, he's got a twelve inch command range, he's a major. Right. Good point. I mean that's they're not all the same target either. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's gonna be That's cool. brutal. That'll be fun. Tough Ooh. veteran tough fighters. Yeah, Bonsai eat your heart out. <laughs> right? <laughs> That is basically they don't have to go with the closest. <laughs> right. Gurkhas be jealous. So, I mean, so here's here's the interesting thing. It, it's a new army list, um, but um, there's no generic reinforced selector available to the commando army list. Mm-hmm. These new units are only available in the theater selectors that we're going to go through now, and some of these theater selectors do include armored cars and things like that. Oh, good. So. There you go. But if you love your commando army list and you want to play it, um, you're going to have to... I think to, it's fine by itself. You're going to have to um, get permission from your friends. <laughs> I don't think it's... <laughs> these are not added to the generic reinforced selector, unfortunately. So just kind of a heads up. Because I went back and double-checked it. No, um, it's it's an army list of itself. It's the first one that I've seen that doesn't include... Here's the generic reinforced selector, so... I would imagine. Wait, are we saying that it doesn't cover the normal? These new units may only be included in the specific selectors that um, are, are listed. Okay. Yep. So you know, That's so what? There's the early war, early war commando troop reinforced platoon, which is just sure. the HQ and the infantry, and then you've got the mid war commando troop beach raiding party, which head headquarters infantry. Uh, some transports, and then farther down is where you start to see artillery included, armored cars, tanks, things like that. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. That's really good. I'm interested how they define these. Is is like is this like an army like the Belgians its, would be? An it army. has its own special rules. Army special rules. I would. Yeah, I think I would, it's. It's I would classify this army. as its own army, and it's not necessarily—it's not a reinforced platoon of the British. It's its own standalone army. Is kind of how I'm looking at this. I may be wrong, but that's—that's that's that's what, what I, I think. Yep, I'm with you on that. Pat. Hmm. So finally, a commando army list. So well done. I like it. Terrifying and glorious all at the same time. Yeah. It, okay. So you're you're absolutely right, Dale. I just had to go back and read it again because I was still kind of confused by it. But they do specifically say, unless noted, all units can only be used with these selectors. Right. So, so yeah, there's a little just, bit of a poo-poo in the platter. But. Right. So it's so this is still buggy buggy or legal for yes. sure. Buggy or legal, yep. but it's not snafu legal because snafu if it was like an, a completely new army list that just followed the reinforced platoon would. <clears throat> totally, right. it would be a snafu list, right? You'd be allowed to take it, I guess, and maybe we'd have to talk about that. But right, that's over assuming. But it would—it's not as—it is much more cut and dry than it, I thought. Okay, bummer. Well, again, what you're what you're seeing more often in these air quotes competitive tournament lists is that they're saying only lists from only units and lists from X book are allowed. 
its own. Obviously, they're not including campaign books and that kind of stuff. Like, if you look at the WTC, yeah. what Adepticon uh, Nationals has, is they're just the theater slick, the theater books or campaign books are just not part right, of selection. Right. So that takes them out off that. I don't think they were really intended to be kind of um, balanced in the competitive um, in the competitive scene per se. So mm-hmm. I d- now that being said. It's not stopping you from making a generic reinforced platoon where all your infantry selectors are commandos. Right. You're just not getting all those other special benefits that the this list is showing. Right. Okay. You know, I, I, you know, reach out to your TO, see if they'll make an exception or whatever the case may be. I mean, I, don't know. I, mean, I think the farther that we get away from the initial release of second edition rule book and those first uh, army books... You know, it's it becomes more difficult to really just kind of keep everything in sync, which is probably why they've gone the route of, you know, the campaign books are their own thing. So, sure, yeah, yep. I do think it's interesting that one of the new special characters, uh, Brigadier Simon Fraser, was in the Overlord book, but they're now making him available to the gener- generic reinforced platoon, which is a bizarre thing to do in a book. But right, anyway. So and they did the same thing, Dale, with the Canadian, right? Which is the second thing that I think some folks have been trying to figure out: how do I do a Canadian list from and the Commonwealth? Like, and I'll, I'll have to go back and double check the Australian the book where they introduced the the Australian Army and see if they actually did the same thing because I know those are often being allowed in as part of the you know the the armies of sort of stuff. Those are oh, also yeah. being allowed. This the same way that the. The Chinese list from Empire and Flames is being allowed in, so this might this might start making that cut because I think it's solid. Yep. And it's it's a distinction between British and Canadian, eh? Yeah. So there's a Canadian list now, which I which I really like. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were waiting for. I think so too. Very patiently and said, "Excuse me, when it wasn't out in every book." Yeah, I mean we've gotten we've gotten some messages, and it's been it's been a while. How do I do a Canadian list? Is there a Canadian list out there? And now there is. So should we go through it? Yeah. All right. So the they highlights. got some special rules. Uh, we had we had talked about the dogged earlier. So all regular and veteran Canadian infantry may be upgraded stubborn stubborn for plus one. All inexperienced can be upgraded to green for plus one. Army wide. You have an entire stubborn freaking army. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be a paratrooper. Just any of them. They don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they also hate the SS. So for Canadian, uh, except no quarter when fighting SS, uh, they are fanatic in close quarters against SS units. Yeah. Very awesome. situational. It is, but what's nice Super here is... Super very. They, they don't... Um, that's not the only two rules they get. They get those two rules, but they get those two rules in lieu of... Um, choosing the national their national characteristic. So they so. still get the artillery observer. They still get the roll two dice on the preferred bombardment and choose the one you want. Right. And then they're still getting that. Dogged and, and hate the SS. So <clears throat> basically the dogged and hate the SS replace the rapid fire, the toughest boots that you, are, that you can choose. Yep. So solid. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Still. Still under the umbrella of the empire, as it were. Part of the Commonwealth. Yes, that, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Much better. 
And right. then, and then it's what you would expect typically. I didn't dig too deeply into this one. I was just kind of excited that they pulled them out and because I'm not as familiar from a historical perspective everything that, that they were involved in, so mm-hmm. other than um, all the distinctions that they made with the otter and the and the wasp and the lynx and yeah. those kinds of things, and we've already talked a little bit about that. So But I'm actually relatively happy for all those players that have kind of been waiting around for the commando. Well, I'm, I am happy for the commando players and and now the Canadian players. So good stuff. Uh, there's a there's an interesting one in here. The the Canadian tank hunter can have up to four piots in it. Oh, that's unusual. That is that is a good. Pretty nice, right? Uh, We've got um, five vets. Five vets with four piots. Although they're still piats, I mean, Pat will pitch all he wants about them, but they have. Um, I don't think a piat's a one-use weapon, though. So. It's not. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a Panzerfaust. This is kind of interesting. Um, so they're three for one selection. So like um, Americans get three MMG teams for one. Um, Russians they have um, they have a three for one selection. Um, the Canadians have a three for one selection. Um, for their for motorcycle sidecar. Um, oh. in their armored car, they can take up to three Canadian motorcycle sidecars. Um, for thirty-eight points regular, it's a forward-facing LMG on a soft skin with recce and turn on the spot. Oh. Is that? Is that that is kind of interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I don't usually. I mean, I'm asking. I'm probably asking Jeff this actually. Yeah. Because you've done you've done the sidecars and the motorcycles. Yeah. Is um, that is that okay? I mean, that seems kind of. I think that might be all right actually. So my problem with that is, as I'm reading that right, three motorcycle combinations as one armored car selection, meaning that still. Be under one order dice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the same damn with the Kubel car yeah, problem. Right, exactly. I don't read it like that. Well, I don't read the Kubel car like that either. But I've been officially told that's how I'm supposed to read it. Oh, is that is that how the Kubel car reads? That is. Yep. Well, it doesn't read that way if you read it. But we, when asking for clarification, that is what they've given us. Is that it is a singular die for those all of them? Oh, you. you, you I, I want to take out my other books now to see if. That's which, a similar kind of thing that reads for those other three-for-one selections. Yeah, which just yeah. makes you it can kind of worse for them. But as three-order dice, each one a thirty-eight-point armored, uh, thirty-eight-point motorcycle team with the LMG. I think they're fantastic. Right. If they're, if one they're all one-order yeah. dice, yeah. it's not as fantastic. You're right. That's not as good. And then it opens up Pandora's box of like, okay, you fucking destroy one. How does that work? Like. How does like how do you shoot at it? Well, like, if they're own if they're their own individual dice, that works fine. But <coughs> right. You're right, if it's not right, if it's if it's one dice, it's a problem because now it's how like I shoot at three things at it and I killed it, it killed it three times. Yeah, it's the Kubel wagon problem. Yeah, because it's the exact same problem the Kubel right, wagon. Right, exactly. Yep. That's why no one. That's why no one plays them because they're too complicated. Right. Um, nobody's talking about the skink. Mom always told me not to talk about skanks. Yeah, right. Uh, that's um, not yeah. that's not that's not what nice way to refer. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, anyway. I oh. beat you to the joke. Yeah. <laughs> skinks. Skinks. It's oh. not, not, yes, not an A, it's an I. It's a 9 plus Canadian tank with quad, <laughs> quad? quad auto cannons. Quad light auto cannon? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oh, for it's a quad. It's a quad. It's quad, and it is also experimental, which is. Now, good, is the auto cannon the two one inch templates? Yes. So yes. four of them is eight templates strung together. Is that four four hits, four dice, or one one roll to hit? Four dice. It's eight dice. I know it's light eight, eight dice. Eight, eight dice. dice. Um, so then you roll eight dice and you see how many hits. Yeah. Just like normal. I don't know. I'm trying to explain to you bolt action. <laughs> I don't know why. This is, this is, yeah. we, we covered that somewhere. Yeah, oh, right. It always has to take an order check. Oh, Which is the down, It's the downside of it, but still. If for 230 points, if it wasn't experimental. Right. You should absolutely take this. It's, yeah. It seems sweet. Yeah, it's very cool. Nine plus closed top. Sure, it easily catches fire, but yeah. And it's a whole mounted cares. MMG, which means you get to shoot that separately. Right. Yep. Yes. I really like this actually. Quad auto cannon is brutal because yeah, that's going to plus tank? two pen. That's going to put pins. That's going to put pins on your vehicles, and maybe even an offhand chance to. What's the what's the what's the penetration a, on the light? So it's, it's, it's either fire. plus two. Yeah, it's two, or it's the one inch tem- template, which is one. One. So you're melting face either way. Well, you're absolutely wrecking infantry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. if you go ambush with this and catch infantry in the open, you're gonna crush wow. a squad at a time. And 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 it will pin vehicles, which it makes it definitely sure. worthwhile. So, uh, especially if you can get around the side. Mm. Four, not eight dice. Hello. This would wreck any of my lists. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to deal with it. I, mean, well, I would not I mean, be able to deal in, with it. In in the off chance somebody brought an aircraft, this will drive the aircraft off, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just so, posted a picture of it. It's pretty. It looks like a Sherman with more deck on top of it. That's weird because I thought it was a oh yeah, it's, it's replacing the Crusader AA tank. Yeah, that's right. It's replacing the Crusader AA tank. It's replacing it. I well, what I read in the book was that it was Canadian. It was Canadian, though. It, yeah, well, right. So, like, the Crusader is a British anti-aircraft oh, tank design to replace Crusader okay. AA. Okay, so they made it look like it, and this is better. Right. Okay. Oh, Numbers missed. manufactured three. three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, limited numbers. You can only ever yes. have one, no matter the number you think you would get. No matter how many platoons you're running. Yeah. I, I just it was a cool like, cool thing there. That's not fair. You should be able to take all three of them in a single platoon. <laughs> right? <laughs> we have the three. My armed platoon is three skanks, and we're like, I'm not playing you. <laughs> yeah, right. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. Even with experimental, I guess I'm still like you just you're gonna babysit it. Yeah, boy, it's, well, it'll brutalize enemies though. Right. Oh, you roll and you're rolling so many dice. That's yeah. Eight dice that. is that. That's, Eight dice at plus two. That's the consistency you're looking yeah. for, Dale. Yeah. yeah. With with yep. careful use, you could wreck Japanese lists with this. Right. 
Yeah, you have to be careful still, but you have to still be careful. But this should this should eliminate charging squads. Yeah, and I mean, and for you know, you're if you're really concerned about tanks, you, you've got your one unit that can have four piots in it. So I mean, right. Yep. You have other options. Doesn't these guys get the staghound? They could also have that staghound yeah. for medium mana tank gun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're just filling your anti-tank with your other slot, your armored car yep. slot. With your staghound, yeah. And this is just replacing some of the what you would normally do with that slot. I don't know. Yeah, because that's that's 140 points. There's your medium mana tank gun right there. Right. Nice. Yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah. Build a Canadian yeah. list. Brutal. I like it. Uh, I just wish one of their special rules wasn't so limited. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to write home about other than that there's some other theater selectors in here. Yeah. Right. So it's like well, we gotta leave, we gotta leave something for people to read the book for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's lots of stuff in here. I love that they've done this. I just now I'm really curious about are these actually standalone lists that can be taken, or are they only still meant to be used in? I would scenarios? expect this Canadian list to be incorporated to the competitive circle, if you will. Sure. I'm wondering. I'm more wondering about the other one, the commando. The commando one. Yeah. I think the commando one. No, not well, gonna the lie, other two that we'll more, touch on as yeah. well will probably also be in that will be in the same part as that commander sure. one. Yeah, it's a little bit more in line with competitive play. I will say um, I like this very much. I also wish there was a standalone book for the. Uh, so we have France and the Allies. It's supposed to cover all the Allied forces, but it really only covers the early war Allied forces. Sure. So, like an Allied forces list that's got your Canadian Army list, your Polish Army list. Mm-hmm. I know they're under the British banner, but. Yeah, you like know. the Commonwealth, but they're not all Commonwealth. Right. Yeah. It, I would I would like that. Yeah. Well, they pulled out the Australians. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So either give everyone that treatment or not, like one way or the other. Although I guess yeah. that one was, you know, kind of outside help pushed along. So It's true. It's true. That's, that's, that's that, just me wanting, because it solves the question of, is this an army list right, standalone? I right. can take a Canadian army or do I have to take a British army and... This isn't going to be available in a standard tournament. Yeah. What's a standard together. tournament? And right. you know, then we're just into a different kettle of fish. But right. I like the fact that Canadians have their own army list now. That's cool. Okay. I wish the polls had also gotten one, but so it's life. Maybe, maybe down the road. So yeah, I don't know where else you'd put it if you didn't put it here, though. But yeah, right. Yeah, it's, that seems like a big miss. A new allied book and a new. Well, if, if you're focusing, great. yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're focusing just on on the their involvement in the war, you might do the very early days, um, the resistance, um, and then their also their action hand in hand with with under you know within the Commonwealth as far as supporting the Allies um, and that kind of stuff. So maybe if you like if you do it all together, kind of a thing, and you each each version of it and just kind of cover it off. So like in the same way that they did um, that they've done, you know, the Canada rules here. You've got each of the selectors at different time periods and all the inclusions. Maybe you could do something similar with the Polish, where it's the very early war before they even knew there was a war happening, and then you've got the resistance, and you cover off all the partisan stuff, and I don't know, maybe something along those lines. But there might be enough there for a whole book, depending upon how how deep you want to dig into it. But well, And every I mean, book doesn't have to be nearly 200 pages. I was going to say, yeah. a 60-page book that covered an army would be nice. Right. Well, because you don't necessarily need all of the history in the book either, though I appreciate it. It's not... I love the history in the book, yeah. But it, 
but it's not necessary to have a recap of the entire war section. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty and prevalent on the internet how you can read about World War II. Yeah, and I, but I what? think... What's this internet? That's right. I think the real win is if you're able to pick up you know the ways in which a lot of the minor powers minor in quotes right the way that the work that they did and all you know how they how they put put into the war the effort and all those kinds of things because we know uh, clearly we know what America did or what we were taught America did and <laughs> and right. you know you know British and the Commonwealth and all those kinds of things um, but if you can fo- you know put the focus on on these other these other parties that that put everything that they did into it. I think that would that would be cool. I, that would be sweet, yeah. you know. And I'm always hearing about, oh, I want to do a Polish paratrooper list, and mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily know why that would be cool. But uh, you know, a whole book just focusing on that involvement. Yeah, that would be that'd be sweet. It'd be cool. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so the next one. Let's talk about the next one. The twelfth SS Hinterjugend. Hinterjugend. Hitler Jugend? Mm-hmm. Hitler Youth. Uh, so it's, yes. Hitler Youth. This is Hitler Youth? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they got their own list. Yikes. Okay. Uh, it's an alternative to the one presented in Battleground Europe. Sure. That makes sense. I guess. I, when was that book released? A long time ago. Yep. Yeah, so, it was first edition book. Okay. Uh, let's go through their special rules because we got a couple of tier. So, in addition to the normal Germany rules, they also add. Angriff. 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 So, if they, fail, if they fail an order check, instead of going down, they run towards the closest visible enemy. Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, if it touches a unit, it counts as a charge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, this okay. rule only applies to infantry on the ground, not transports, and not medic teams. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, thank God, because, yeah, right. you know, uh, uh, suicidal fan- fanaticism. fanaticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Just makes them easier to kill. Right. Any units, well, they, any units they, with this rule gain fanatic special They gain rule. fanatic. Sure, they get fanatic. And their damage value is one less than normal. Yeah. Yowch. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, which means that inexperienced are being killed on a two-up, regular on a three-up, and veterans right. on a four-up. Yeah. So this is not your competitive list. Well. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I need to see the rest of the list before I say that. Um, okay. so that is the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, infantry squad, like, we're just going to, I'm just skipping over the... the the, I don't see anything in the officer stuff that makes. A well, difference. what about the blind obedience that the officers have? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. A- HQ unit have blind obedience. Whilst the lower education of the standard SS officer, uh, they do not benefit from the Blitzkrieg Armel Special Rule on page seventeen of Germany. Well, there you go. Then do That's... not benefit from Blitzkrieg. Okay. Right. And tempered steel is the important rule here. They do not have the suicidal fanatism or angriff special rules, but are simply fanatics. So they, captains so your and captains and majors are safe. Hold veterans. On. Read the rest of the rule. Your veteran captains and majors. Yeah. In addition, any friendly unit within six inches of the officer also replace suicidal fanaticism with, with fanatic. fanatic. Oh, geez. Uh, by the way, this is the first German officer that's available and experienced. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. you keep them within six or 12 if you have a captain major. And they don't have to die 
needlessly. Yeah, they're just fanatics. Or they're easier. They're only fanatic. Only. Oh, you have to do within six. It doesn't matter what what type of officer it is. Yeah, it does say that. Yeah, six yeah it just says it's always okay. six inches. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Right. But Sorry. still, yeah. But still, it's only has to be touching one dude within six inches, though, right? So it's like, it, mm-hmm. it's the friendly unit, right? It's not just the model. It's just it's just gauging the Nebelwerfer range, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so the next <laughs> step is the yeah. The next <laughs> the next step down is you can go look at their infantry squad. So they have an intra- SS infantry squad for normal price, but they just get fanatic or suicidal fanaticism. Yeah, they all get suicidal fanaticism. Right, the so they special. get they get fanatics without having to pay for it, which is nice. Yep. So in order to mitigate the suicidal part of the fanaticism, you've got a tax of a veteran captain or major. Yep. Which is going to sure run they you. Want to get rid of it. it doesn't have a captain. Uh, yeah, it does. Veteran captains or majors. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Is is what takes away the suicidal fanaticism for units that are within six inches of it. So, yeah, and you can do the support officer as well. Yes, which, I don't know that I want to get rid of it. Which is the um, <laughs> right. well, maybe maybe I mean if you're getting wounded as a veteran on a four up, that's that's pretty that's harsh. Yeah, yeah, but you're already fanatic, so it's not like you're going to lose the combat right away. You're just there to see how many of them that you can kill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, if you can <laughs> close combat, yeah, yeah, if you can if you can pick them up. You know, cheaply enough, and you know, straight up, you might be able to. So it's just, it's one of those things. So they got pioneer squads, and so actually, that's large. a good point, Jeff. Well, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Here's how you go. Here's how you go next. If you if you're if you're building around this list and you want to do that, you just take the special character. Kurt Meyer gives you the 12 inch bubble. How expensive is Kurt? Mr. 185. For 185 is a major. Uh, that's not so bad. thirty-five over standard. That's right, but he's mm-hmm. giving you fanatic across twelve-inch, twenty-four-inch uh, bubble, right? Pretty good. If you're really, if you're really worried about it, twelve-inch, right? I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with Jeff though. No, like, he's, he's also it. says six-inch. He also says six-inch for the repeal, suicidal fanaticism. Yeah, but then he, uh, underneath it, he has inspired fanaticism. So yeah, that's which, weird. Which changes it to twelve inches. Okay. Yeah, it's still kind of weird. I agree. That so Tempered Steel well. is oh, changes yeah, it is... to Fanatic and Inspired boosts it to 12 inches. It's written kind of weird. So Yeah, it would have made that all just one roll. Um, Their infantry squads can have up to four Panzer Fausts. So. Well, hold on, hold on. The Inspired Fanatic says they retain it even if they're at one man, Fanatic. Oh, no, you're right. That is different. It's just a six-inch bubble. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. You're right. Yeah. He, he'll make anybody stay fanatic down to the last man. Reading. Usually you lose fanatic if you're the last man. Reading's hard. Yeah. Yeah, he's still, he's still okay. It's okay, but I don't know if it's 35 points. Well, he's doing that. He's doing the major. I think it's worth 35 points. Okay. I don't know. With the, so. with the Angriff special rule, too, you might find your guys getting out of that six-inch bubble. So, yeah. I th- yeah, you might just have to embrace it, like you were saying, Jeff. I think you do embrace it, though, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to take a major, Kurt is fine, but I don't know that you want to. I think you just let him run free. You just just get more dudes, just more bodies on the table. Yeah, more, 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 more dudes. It yeah. ends up being a horde list, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, send dudes. Right. <laughs> I mean, which I think is kind of, kind of what the... List ended up kind of being so. Mm-hmm. It was just waves, so. Yep. 
So that must just be replacing the infantry out of the normal army because their theater lists are, are still showing a lot of the standard selections. Yeah, I, I would just imagine that you're just able to still take the other stuff as normal. So this is still this is still a lot of the you know consult your TO if this is going to be legit. Right. So so here's here's a spin on the Japanese bonsai fanatic um, infantry list that just runs across the table. Um, but it's extended beyond the Japanese book, um, which is kind of oh an interesting, an interesting way that they've gone in this. So yeah, yeah Jeff found something. Well, yeah, uh, artillery selector—they're able to take a Nebel Warfare. Oh, <laughs> this, this list. This list is awesome for two turns. <laughs> <laughs> does the Nebel Warfare? Does it not shoot if your unit is within six inches of the target, Correct. or does yeah, it hit? Can't wasted. shoot. Yeah. No shots wasted. You can't fire. Okay, yeah, the shot is fire. wasted. All right. You can take a two 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 or a two. Th- oh, you can get a two thirty two eight red. That's a great armored car. That's close Basically top seven a Puma, plus, but not great. Well, it's it's an auto cannon instead yeah. of a medium oh, right. tank gun. Yeah. But other than that, it's great. Let's see. What do you got for tanks? Yeah, they, they, they got the Wibblewind. So I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. Clearly, I'm in. Stuka's a foos if you need more Nebel War for action. Who doesn't need Panzer IV if you don't. Yeah. Uh, comes Hummel with Tiger's Light. Fear. Yeah. Field car, Kubelwagon. That's not a bad... I mean, it's a particular play style. I don't think that's a bad list at all. They have the... Oh, they, oh here you go, Jeff. Here's, here's, there's the bread and hmm. butter. The Heavy Mortar Platoon... Um, they can Nebel take a Nebelwerfer. And they they only Six have mortars. two <laughs> uh, two of the SS infantry units, which yeah. is twelve guys max in each one, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, light, but light on infantry, but you got the Nebelwerfer. You got a Nebelwerfer and you got six mortars on the table. Five. Well two mediums. Oh I'm sorry, five, yeah, five, you're right. Three mediums. Yeah. Your Nebelwerfer. All mortars in the platoon can draw a line of sight from any of the platoon spotters. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but if, if you're fighting Canadians, they're going to hate you. <laughs> yeah, they will hate you, yeah. That's, but, ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to complain about, like, they needed to better proofread some of this stuff because it says your, your, your reinforced platoon is limited to a maximum of one spotter. In the sentence, right by, all mortars in the platoon can draw a line of sight from any of the platoon spotters. That's the platoon spider rule, which they right. I understand. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying is like you're limited to one, but then it says you can draw a line of sight from any of them. Am I missing something there? Each section of two mortars, so you get one per two. You can have one spotter for every two mortars. Ah, there we go. That's the sentence I was missing. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. Now, I just need to read better. I'll yell at myself. So you could have or... up to three spotters because you could have five mortar teams, right. one per two. Okay, and then you can draw from anywhere. That's yeah. that's yep. valuable. It's cool. I mean, it's not five spotters, but it's three. Right. Right, but you so can draw a line of sight from any of them. Yep. That's sweet. Pretty good. And you get a so, war for yeah. any time you want to just splat something. Right. I don't know. It's not terrible. I think I'd play the base list over this, but it's not terrible. Yeah, right. It's Okay. Um, let's move on to the Luftwaffe, the Luftwaffe Field Division. 
Yep. This one started to excite me until I realized it was all inex- almost all inexperienced. <laughs> it was completely inexperienced. <laughs> Second-rate yeah. troops, poor-quality NCOs, and prepared defenses. So it's uh, we have force me to include any veteran or artillery units. Oh, just okay. Oh, veteran infantry or artillery units. So you still can take regular. Um, blah, 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 poor. So they were not trained to the same extent, so they don't get to use the special rules. They don't get initiative training. So you don't you don't get to replace them when they die, which fine. Yeah, so okay, they don't get the automatic ends. Well, not automatic, but they don't get the NCO replacement. Uh, they so they were prepared defenses. They were mostly dug in, waiting. So it may include a hundred points of defenses for free, found on pages one eighty four and eighty five of this book. Yeah, so they get a um, they get an extra one hundred points worth of defense yeah. defensive ops defensive emplacements. Which is cool. That's a, I like that. Yeah. They're all pretty. I think they're all pretty standard. From it's reminiscent of before. the Italians get their right. little hardcover. So, but mm-hmm. not only in defense. Get. Yeah, they don't get it for just defensive scenarios. Right. They always have it. Mm-hmm. Although that's who the hell knows if this allowed for anything. Um, so they got a bunch of crap. Like they've got a bunch of negative rules, but they don't. They get to keep any of their other roles. Yeah, they get to use their. In addition, they all the others except for the yep. NCO thing. So, yep. Yep. Um, again, it's just another one of these things. Similar, well, there's a commando list now. There's a Luftwaffe list if you wanted to put together something, and there's a Hitler youth list. So, right. This is like the defense list, right? But well, it's to represent those positions on the battlefield uh, that the Luftwaffe were holding behind, obviously because they're supporting the Luftwaffe, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so when. You know the Allies were moving against those positions, and the the regular field troops for the Germans were otherwise occupied. This represents those those forces. So I'm assuming similar to the naval forces, they didn't end up having to, you know, fight. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's. We're gonna just kind of briefly go through these because I I'm getting tired. I think Pat's asleep right now. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Ish. Well, these, the Luftwaffe guys are, I mean, you can read them yourselves. There's nothing you haven't seen before. Right. There's Luftwaffe pioneers. You can get inexperienced flamethrower. Oh, regular only. Never mind. <laughs> they're, they're catching, they're catching on to us trying to break their yeah. shit. <laughs> so, so really whoopty. I mean, you've seen all these things right. before. If you right. want to play a Luftwaffe field division, here you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just going to selectors aren't lineup. that impressive until you get to the flak platoon. That's okay. the only one that looks like something unique to me or new. And that's because you can take okay. two flak, two 88s as your troop choices Youch. and two more 88s as your artillery Youch. Youch. <laughs> So you can have four 88s. Yay. I think they're inexperienced, though. So, Just saying. Just saying. Does a warlord have that really nice plastic 88 kit now? They do. Yeah. They really do. Oh, and, of course... Trained anti-aircraft gunner, so if uh, all weapons with the flak rule may re-roll the hit when shooting at aircraft. So if you bring an aircraft in against this list, that's your fault. <laughs> I actually like the other side of it too, though, that it allows you to re-roll failed, uh, yeah, failed hold fires. Yeah, if you have your own aircraft, not that you'll bring an aircraft, but right, not that anyone would bring an aircraft. No, can you even bring one? It doesn't even say you can bring one. I don't think that you can. So somehow you managed to get one in the list. 
you... Yeah, it's only an artillery observer. <laughs> yeah. So if somehow an aircraft shows up unexpectedly, say you're playing at Snafu, <laughs> you can hold your fire. Well, well no, there there's that if it's if it's coming in, they roll a one, it's going to target their enemy. Yeah, but you, you, well, I think you still roll against it, don't you? Right. But you... Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you roll before you figure out what happens to it, don't you? Sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no one breaks them enough to investigate that role. Kind of hot. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Because uh, I don't see this one. Yeah, I don't see this one getting a lot of play comparative to the other ones. I th- yeah, this is this is very much a stylistic play. Like you really want to play a field division. Yeah. Which, which I love the idea of them doing some more of that, especially since I think the Germans had some more variants. Well, I guess we even I don't know if I don't know how much the Navy fought outside of the Marines. If they had to. Not on land. Not on land, yeah. Right. <laughs> they could help it. <laughs> right. Again, outside of the Marines. Yeah, outside of the Marines. Um, but even if they made a Marine list that was specific to Marines, I'd love that. I think that's kind of what they're doing here. But yeah. they're kind of maybe not picking the most exciting ones first. The Commando one is sweet. Yeah. But the Commando one's pretty cool. I kind of like that one. Interested. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I do. I, I think... I th- um, the way they the way they put this all together, it wasn't my favorite. I think I would have preferred a commando list as part of, you know, like Jeff was saying, like a little standalone thing, maybe 60 pages or something like that, to really kind of detail a lot of their action and how they were utilized and, you know, going into the specifics of, of that, um, of the international commando unit and, and maybe why they had, I think, you know, that just being able to dig into that single aspect. I mean, I like that it's here. I like that the Canadian list is here. You know, the Hitler Jungens, you know, the Luftwaffe. But there's so much here. It feels like, you know, tip the iceberg. Yeah, right. And and maybe there's more to be done there. And maybe there could have been. You know, I mean, I like that they're getting it all out, and so people can get it and they can digest it and do that kind of stuff. But it almost feels like. Um, you know, some of these things could have been better served just as individual projects on their own kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I wanted a nice steak, and you took me to a Brazilian steakhouse where they brought 50 cuts of meats. And I'm like, this is awesome, but Jesus Christ, I want one cut of meat. Right. Uh, I really wanted ever, the filet, yeah. Yeah, if you're ever in a Brazilian steakhouse, ask for the picanha. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's the one. What, what that's is what it? you want. What is it? It's, I, I, it's, all I know is that um, my... Uh, a really good Portuguese friend of mine from a long time ago took me to a Brazilian steakhouse and he's like, you have to ask for this. And I couldn't, and he wrote it down for me, picanha, picanha. And he was right. I don't know exactly what it was, but awesome. <laughs> <Mystery> <laughs> meats and I agree. Great I, flavor. I specifically asked for that cut of meat at a Brazilian picanha. steakhouse. Yeah. Really good. Picanha. Yep. Anyways. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. Um, on the book. I just, uh, I mean, there there are some cool things in here, you know, if you dig into it, and I'm sure there's stuff that we missed, but I really feel like they kind of missed something a little bit, you know, putting so much into it. Sure. Like the commando list could have been its own thing. The Canadian book could have, probably could have been its own thing. A lot of the, the support stuff, you know, it just would have, it would have, it, it, I was trying to follow the flow of the book and things like that, and I just, I just couldn't put it all together. So Sure. Actually, that would have been. I, I'm I'm kind of on board with what you're saying now. Like, I actually like the idea of not necessarily a theater book. I'm using air quotes here, but instead, it's the Army Ranger book. 
and now there's a new list for just army like uh, you know the US Army Rangers and how they would have built a list for that and you could have and different detailing army their books. actions yeah but you like have that. a different book for different aspects of it right you could have the United States main reinforced platoon book but then now there's an army ranger book or there's a marine book or there's a Luftwaffe book or uh, you know whatever you have these subsection books that would make make it more interesting for those or like a commando book for the British like whatever it would be I think that would make a really cool like another SES new book. supplement yeah like yeah you could have and it could the beauty of it though would be like you could just pop one out and you, it's not necessarily invalidating anything else but it's now there's just a new list and it's new excitement and supplementing it, right, instead of right yeah and, and most of it could be you know like transport see this from this book right instead of reproducing it right over a million times and I, yeah. I love the idea of them being able to I like what they're doing here in a sense like you lose this rule you get this other rule instead I like that know? too like I think yeah. that adds flavor to these lists but like you said I I like the idea of them being outside of theater selectors and being available for tournament play and you know whatever and however you want to do it like they yeah. have to balance them a little better maybe but yep. I think that adds uh, a new element of depth to me like the idea of just being able to have new lists available and I like the idea of it not being so uh, another manufacturer game manufacturer that people often complain about with books where it doesn't invalidate any of the other books. It's just a different book. It's another version mm-hmm. of the book. Although if they power creep the shit out of it, then that would be a different thing. But Right. That's what you don't want to avoid. But I agree. This is, I mean, you, there's a lot of bang for your buck in this book insofar as there's a lot of content. I just, you know. Yeah, I think we've I been getting wanna, I didn't want to get overwhelmed with hot meat in my face. I wanted one... <laughs> You just wanted a specific meat, okay? Right. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> and it and it feels like, I mean, they're kind of on the path of that already. I mean, initially, you had these, um, well, the big army books like the armies of Japan, you know, the armies mm-hmm. of the United States, and so you, you know, they kind of gave you as much as they could, so you could kind of pull from that to fit wherever you want it to be for your particular army or the particular time of war and things like that. And so now they're starting to drill in. Even in the campaign books, you had Empire and Flames, but then they did, you know, the Papua New Guinea book, or they had Battleground Europe, but now they're doing the D-Day parts of it and the Market Garden yep. or something. And so yep. they are kind of starting to drill down from a campaign perspective. I sure. think I think it would be cool to see them do that with an army list perspective. Like, like you said, the, these were the Marines and this is what they were about. These were the commandos. This right. is what they were about. Right. You know, these, these, this was, this was the Polish involvement in the war. Not, I mean, they're in the national book, but they participated within the Commonwealth or in support of, of the allies and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that would be gloss cool. over Norway. Okay. Though. I think it's covered well. Right, you know, and France and the Allies, that was that was kind of encompassing everything early on so that people could get in and start playing bolt action. But right. because we're we're as far along as we are, you know, maybe maybe we could start seeing something else and yeah. Romania could could have its nice own drill down for, you know, a 40 60 page book that yeah. would be good. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be really interesting historically as well because then you could really focus on on their involvement and and, and their hey, contribution, more, you sell more books. And I think that would be cool because I I wouldn't even know necessarily where to go to find stuff like that. Um, well, I I guess I could Google it and stuff like that. But right. the thing is, is because I'm involved in bolt action, 
and the new books come out and I'm interested in it, it would be a really easy way for me to pick something up and go like, oh, that's awesome. These guys were sweet, and this is what they did. How cool would it be to, to put together an army to reflect that cool shit? So, mm-hmm. yeah. so again, I mean, I, I think... The, this is another huge book. Yeah, they, there's a lot of content in here, like you said. Could they have done it differently? Sure. But they did it this way, and... I still think it's cool. I think there's a oh, lot yeah. of good stuff I mean, in here. Like I said, there's a lot of bang for your buck in yeah. this book. I mean, jeepers, Jimmy. We're just giving. We're just. We're just adding new ideas to their brains. So whoever, whatever person is forced to listen to this from Warlord's perspective, um, first we're sorry. Secondly, here's some suggestions. Yeah, we <laughs> we'd love to see some new stuff. Hey, there's some right. there's some encouraging stuff here though, like the new army rules and stuff like that. That's very cool. That's exciting. Yes. So. Yeah. And as soon as they tell us these are legal for play, like you can bring a Canadian army, and it's here's the list, and you can people bring are going to competitive play. People are going to be, how do I? Where are the Canadian plastic kits? <laughs> how do I do it? <laughs> how do I do a Canadian army? So, you know, it's going to happen. So, and that's good. That's new armies are good. Excitement's good. Very cool. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps this book. I don't. I got nothing else. And you guys, everybody, be safe. Yep. Wear a mask. I can do that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on the side of wearing a mask. I'm sorry, guys. Say good night, Pat. <laughs> good night, Pat. <laughs> Come on, Pat. <laughs> sorry, that was too easy to pass up. I know. This is Snafu. Over and out. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Very night. Nice. Good night, guys. I give you a toast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a toast, ladies and gentlemen, may this fair land we love so well, in dignity and freedom dwell, the worlds may change and go awry, while there is still one voice to cry. a cottage small beside a field of grain there'll always be an England while there's a busy street wherever there's a turning wheel a million marching feet red, white and blue What does it mean to you? Surely your proud shouted aloud, Britain's awake. The empire too, we can depend on you. Freedom remains, these are the chains, nothing can break. There'll always be an England, and England shall be free. If England means as much to you as England means to me.
get there. Pat's going to delete that, I'm sure. <laughs> so wear a mask. Please wear a mask. See, he's as, as, someone, as someone who's gone through the COVID exposure protocol. Yeah. For all our mask. listeners in the rest of the world that seem to be handling this better <laughs> than we are, keep putting your games on fun Facebook if you can, pictures once right? in a while, yeah. things like that, because we're living vicariously through I, you. <laughs> no, at this point, I'm getting jealous when I see people in the same room together. I'm like, oh, how did they get to do that? Like, oh, right. that's right. Yeah, You're giving me something to hope towards, even if it's sometimes <laughs> depressing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I say on that, uh, it's, uh, well, masks aren't, masks aren't political, right? They shouldn't be. Maybe not. Okay. It's just a mask. Right. I think everybody's on the same page now, so I think we're okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's, let's go home. We're home. All right.